You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE and ECW wrestler, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. Meanie, welcome to episode 11. We've made it this far. (laughs) Uh, we're still going, uh, still going strong. This, this is a, episode eleven, right? Not eleven point one. No, or... no. This is the. Uh, hopefully, this is what everyone's listening to, and uh, things are recording. We're doing things a little bit differently. We're actually recording over Skype right now. Um, we're just continuing to try out different platforms, different things, just to see how it works, how it sounds, how it records. Um, also, we may or may not be recording video uh, that could possibly one day be released if say we had enough youtube subscribers over at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie um so let's keep working on that and who knows what's going to happen but hey speaking of uh youtube.com slash mind of the meanie let's get right into it meanie uh the mrs meanie run-in the most successful the most successful thing we have ever (laughs) done on this show having zero to do with us hey you know what that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Mrs. Meany, like I said, super creative. She's always thinking of doing different stuff. And uh, like this whole thing was organic, mm. you know, where uh, I mean, because she's literally sitting in the same room. Not right now, but literally, you know, she's usually sitting in the room listening. Yeah, to no, no. She's too big of a star now. She's not sitting in the room anymore. She's got her own yeah, show. She has her own wing of the house. Um <laughs> But, uh, no, she'll, I mean, I'm so deaf. My headphones are turned up so high so she can hear both ends of the conversation. So, but, uh, yeah, it just like became this like organic thing that we were doing and, uh, where like, like I'll be telling a part of a story and she'll just remember a part that I'm leaving out and she would just still run in and be like, Hey, Hey, and then all of a sudden this happened. Not like she's trying to, you know, ball hog or anything like that or, but it's like, uh, uh, that's too early for a Manscaped commercial anyway, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, she would just do it. Just, she, she doesn't want me to look bad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? She's protecting, uh, protecting me. And it just became this thing where like people on social media are like, I love the Mrs. Meanie running. Yeah. And then I think we came up with it on air where, you know, she probably do something. And then like, she's got, she's really crafty. She does stuff with vests. She makes her own custom vest and, I mean, her most prized vest right now is the Undertaker one. I mean, she's doing; she's got a bunch of different ones she's working on, but uh, the Undertaker vest is like 
probably her most over one, especially when she wears it to uh, conventions and mm-hmm. shows, and she gives people the uh, twenty-five cent tour of her vest. But uh, yeah, it just became this organic thing, and then um, she went to record it. You know, uh, we have a, a office in our house where we set up uh, a backdrop and stuff like that, and she just started recording stuff, and little by little. You know, she would watch it and there's some things she wouldn't feel comfortable with. And then she would go back and re-record. And just to see where it came from, those initial recordings to the thing we uploaded on YouTube, I'm, I'm, my mind is, I'm totally blown away. And, uh, and that's just not me being a, a proud husband or, you know, big brother to Mrs. Meany. Uh, it's just, uh, holy shit. You know, I don't even... It's one thing that for me and you to sit here and talk, but to talk alone in a room and try to get thoughts and emotions out. That's why, like, you know, I was like, you know, people are like, do a podcast, Meanie. I was like, mm, do I want to sit there and talk to myself? <laughs> Slowly lose your mind. Yeah. I know yeah. people who did podcasts where they're just talking to themselves and they're like, man, I'm, I'm running on fumes. I don't know what the hell to talk about. And then, like, you know, thank God I found you and we started doing this and... But like for her to go in a room by herself, and it's kind of like the old school uh, MTV real world confession room, you know, <laughs> where you sit there in front of the camera and just pour your soul that pour your soul out. And she uh, she just poured her soul out. You know, so I'll and, tell and- you though, I was uh, when I knew that you were sending this over, and she had done all of this by herself, um, all the editing, all the the whole idea. This was a hundred percent her, and. There was knowing how good her vest was and just knowing her a little bit. I had expecta- yeah, and I had expectations that this was going to be cool. This is going to be fun. But there was a little bit of me that's like, what if she sends this and this is like garbage? How do I tell? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I tell Meanie? And I look at this, like I said, expecting it was going to be good just from the little bit that, you know, that I've seen this stuff. And, uh, but man, I was blown away. I was just like yeah. cracking up and it was just so good. And, uh, people are already demanding a second episode. Um, it's so amazing. yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel confident saying that it's coming even without, without her. Um, I, oh, I'm getting a, I was almost getting a run in from, uh, from Mrs. Chernoff, which is not as, uh, not as exciting as. Uh, a name hey. as Mrs. Meany. Hey, hey, don't don't sell her short. Oh, uh, just the name, just the name, not the yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Um, okay. she uh, she, I think she peeked into the office to see if I had the uh, the monitor for the kids for nap time, but I had already gotten it out of the room because we have had that situation in the past where we've had to pause it because all of a sudden I hear my son like playing with his wrestling figures in his bed, which uh, for the most part he's usually usually has a. Uh, Hulk Hogan doing the job to the blue meanie. So oh, that's the yeah. only way uh, Hulk Hogan would be doing the job to yeah. the blue meanie. But <laughs> let's just say that that or in a video game, if you're in a creator wrestler mode. But uh, oh, perfect transition. I had something written down. One thing I wanted to talk about. So yeah. a while ago, we had when we talked about you being in uh, WrestleMania 2000 in that video yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned that in the Raw game that came out, and I want to say like 2001, um, maybe early 2002, but I think it was 2001, the Raw game in the Creator Wrestler, if you went to the, uh, I think it's like the second to last page, you would see this, uh, they always had like the little like squares that you would like, that would be like the image for 
um, for your wrestler, you know? Um, they had the wrestlers on the roster. Then they had all these drawings. And if you look through it, there was like Booker T, but he was bald. And it was like uh, Steve Carino, but he had red hair. Yeah, it's like things where they're like very clear. There was Goldberg with hair. There's like very clearly drawings <laughs> that were meant to be these people. And the creators uh, took these drawings from a WOW magazine, um, which was a short-lived magazine that Bill Apter worked for uh, after his PWI days. And a uh, really awesome magazine, too. It's a shame that it didn't last as, as long as it should have. Um, yeah. and, and actually, you know what? ECW for a while was... Um, if you checked out, if you check out any of like the old, uh, TNN shows, their big wow magazine banners and stuff, um, in wow magazine at one point, Bill had gotten me and my friend JD to do, we're supposed to be like, who would we like to see jump from WCW or ECW to the WWF? And if you read the actual thing in there, it's like clearly Bill wrote the answer like i said scott steiner and everything after scott steiner was absolutely not my words and then (laughs) jd who like barely even knew what wrestling was goes into this long diatribe of like well this is a three-part answer and starts naming all of these guys and i'm like jd doesn't know who these people are so bill wrote those but the pictures he had a little picture there of me a little picture of jd in the game, in the creator wrestler, there were these drawings that the first one I'm looking, I'm like, that looks a lot like my picture. I'm wearing a hat or I've got a white t-shirt. That looks a lot like my picture. And I'm thinking to myself, that can't be. You go over to the next one and it is painfully, obviously, <laughs> JD. Like, just a, a perfect caricature of him. Um so I have been on every podcast I've been on and everything. I've asked people, hey, if anybody has it, can you... uh Take a screen cap or do whatever. Calvin Tan, uh, my videographer when we're allowed out in front of people, and a long time one of my best friends, last night uh, a bunch of the guys, and we'll do like Thursday nights, we'll get together and and we'll um, do like a Zoom with each other to kind of stay sane during the quarantine. Last night he breaks out, he shows up, he has the game. That's awesome. He pops it in, he brings it up, and it was like better than I even remembered. So he is actually getting a screenshot for me that I will be able to share on social media alongside because I still have the magazine. So I will show you the actual pictures from the magazine uh, split screen with the actual pictures from the game. So we'll post that out and maybe I'll put it on social media and Mind of the Media will retweet it. Um, but I just wanted to get that out there because this has been 15 years or so since the last time I saw that game. And it's like, it's been in my head. I'm like, I know this is true. I think people don't believe me. So now I'm finally going to get to share that. So that, that, that is it. That's pretty sweet, man. Cause I, you're telling me a story. I'm like, man, this sounds familiar. And then you said you, you went and found it like, yeah. the, you know, just this, this, uh, what was it? A hidden gem that you're looking for, <laughs> you know, that just. This uh, Ark of the Covenant or whatever it's called, you know, to finally find <laughs> that, 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 that's that's pretty sweet, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm, and, I'm excited about it. I can't wait for I can't wait for everybody to see it. And I, I want to see it. It's really see. it's really funny. And when you look again, like when I, you, because I'm sure I've seen it and I just never put two, you know, two and two together. Well, when you see me, like if JD wasn't in it, people could have argued 
Like, well, that doesn't really look exactly like you. Um, and if you showed the picture of me next to it, you'd be like, okay, it's the same clothes and the same exact pose. And all right, yeah, this is probably you. But the fact that they did JD and made it, I mean, it basically looks like when you sit down and have a caricature drawn of yourself, there is a 0% question of whether or not that's JD. So that 100% validates my picture being me. Um, it is just, it's, I mean, it blew my mind. You have to imagine I'm 17 years old, 18 years old when this comes out, uh, an aspiring pro wrestler. I was actually in the picture wearing my wild Samoan training center shirt. Like, so I'm training. All I want to do is be a wrestler. And I turn on this video game and I'm like, you know, and it's like, you're excited. I'm, there was no social media back then. I couldn't hop online and tell people and show pictures. So this was something I'm like, just calling up my friends and telling them like, this is insane. And they're all like, yeah, I don't care. But you know, it was, uh, <laughs> but for me, this is now it's exciting with social media. We've got all these thousands of followers who can just say, I don't care, you know, yeah. not just a couple of my friends. So I'm really excited about it. Um, Hashtag, but, meh. <laughs> Uh, so what's up, man? What's, what's going on in the, uh, in the mind of the meanie today? Uh, a, uh, first and foremost, well, obviously not first cause we talked about a couple <laughs> other things, uh, just things people say, um, dude, I gotta just sort of kind of apologize to people cause, uh, I wrote a couple of uh, posts on social media and, uh, Twitter and my Facebook and, uh, something really cool happened to me during the week. And, uh, I was trying to share the story and I think people thought like I was, you know, dead or whatever. I don't know. It's like, um, you know, I, I, I got in, I got a house I've been in since 2003 and, uh, I have, you know, I rent and I got these wonderful landlords and it's this, uh, uh, father and father and son and they need their own reality show actually. Cause just, I sit back and listen to him argue and I just laugh. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, my landlord calls, I'm going, ah, oh, shit, man. Um, because when the, the, I was in a good way when the apocalypse started and then, you know, I, you know, when you're, uh, you know, uh, I learned it's not the money you make, but the money you save. So I had stuff saved away, like in a squirrel fund or whatever, you know, mm. you know, hide some hide stuff, you know? <laughs> Uh, so I don't spend it, but, uh, you know, I, I was doing good and then, you know, the apocalypse happened and then, uh, you know, I kind of went through my squirrel fund and all this stuff. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm not hurting. I'm a little bit behind, but you know, I'm, I'm like everybody out there that's listening. That's, uh, you know, in a situation. So I just wanted to write this like really. Like, cause there's so much bad news on social media right now. It's just like, uh, I just wanted to share something that really cool that happened to me that kind of moved me. Well, it, it didn't, it didn't kind of move. It moved me, uh, to the point where like, you know, kind of maybe, uh, got a little misty eyed and, you know, stuff like that. But my landlord called, I'm like, ah, shit, man. Okay. How am I going to explain, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, uh, you know, between phone, electric, all this, you know, everybody's got their issues. So I'm not going to say like I have it worse than anybody else or anything. But uh, he called. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm expecting him to go, "Hey, uh, when do you think you give me? You know, give it to me, get me the rent." 
I was expecting that. And then he goes, hey, how are uh, you and Tracy doing? You guys need money? I'm like, Man. Uh, I was like, dude, I like, I almost dropped the phone. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, oh, where are you? He's like, look, look, look. I know you're a proud man. Yeah, you probably wouldn't say it, but I'll say it for you. If you need X amount of dollars to go get some food, I'll drive over there right now. And this call was unsolicited. Wow. Just like he just reached out and and said this to me. And I was I was just floored uh, by his, his kindness and generosity. And 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 I know people whose landlords are like beating down the door and you know, hey, I want my money. I got to pay my bills too. And all that good stuff. But, you know, he, for him to reach out and say that, you know, I put down the phone, you know, I got a little teary eyed and uh, kind of wanted to share it with people. Like, and not like in a braggadocious way, but like just, you know, a way that, you know, to, to show there's still good people out there, you know. And uh, I wrote that and, and, and what, you know, I was already emotional from what my landlord did, but just the outpouring of people reaching out to me personally, whether text, DMs, you know, instant messenger, whatever. You okay, man? Give me your, you know, give me your PayPal or whatever. People are just reaching out to me. I'm like, hey, I, I was, I'm like, hey, I'm just sharing a, a feel good story. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing some kind of carny trick here where I'm like, ah, you know, you know, just, you know, you know, begging for money. I was just sharing a good story. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I learned a lot, you know, who my, my friends are and I learned a lot from, uh, who cares and stuff like that, you know, cause I, I shared that and we're like by the, you know, within an hour I had like 20 <laughs> messages on my phone and then in my, my DMS and people are like, Hey, but you know, I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out to me and, uh, I want, I'm sorry. I alarmed anybody, you know, you know, I, 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 kind of, I have that Catholic guilt where like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just going to say here like, ah, oh, shit, why did I even say it? But, you know, I was trying, you know, trying to share a good more, a good story and, um, you know, just, you know, for everybody out there, you know, keep, uh, keep your chin up. Like, um, uh, there's a movie, see Thomas Howell and Jamie Lee Curtis, like Grandview USA or something like that. And Jamie Lee Curtis said this line in the movie and it always stuck with me. It's like when you're neck deep in shit, when you're neck deep in shit, keep your chin up high. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that, that, that was my message when, you know, everybody's up to their neck and, and shit right now with, you know, stores being closed and people being out of work and people not getting their unemployment and, you know, people not getting their stimulus checks and people trying to keep the lights on or whatever, or whatever situation and everybody's in shit. And I was just, you know, sharing to let people know, Hey, I'm there with you. And, uh, I, I hear you. I understand you. And, uh, the fact that all those people reached out uh, floored me. Just like, cause you always wonder, you know, just like, you know, you always wonder where you stand in the world sometimes. And, uh, the people showed me that, uh, I, you know, it, it, they showed me, you know, you know, there's still good people out there 
And uh, I really appreciate everybody who reached out. So I, I wanted to get that off my chest before, you know, I forget it. And then I, you know, go up in the bathroom and punch myself in the mirror. Because <laughs> I forgot to say it. And uh, it just, uh, you know, I appreciate if you're listening to this and you reached out to me. And even if you didn't reach, reach out to me, the fact that you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate each and every one of you because it's fucking tough times, man. Tough times. Absolutely. And, you know, we've aside from even just people reaching out in that way, um, the people who have reached out, uh, we've gotten some messages recently from people just about how much they've been enjoying the podcast as a way to get them through the, uh, the apocalypse. And, um, there was uh, one guy who's a, a truck driver. Um, and he's essential and he's been working through everything and, uh, sent a message out about how much, our show is helping him to get through his drives. Um, so I think he appreciates them being like three hours long. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, and other people just, you know, we've talked in the past, people who were you know, recovering from surgery or whatever, any of those types of things, you know, we always appreciate uh, when you reach out, it's, it's very humbling for that. And then especially, yeah, hearing, just seeing, uh, you know, I saw your post and I saw the responses from people and it's just, you know, it, it on one end it blows you away. On the other hand, you're just kind of like, it's not that surprising to me because that's you've built up this fan base over the years of people that really appreciate how you've entertained them. That's one thing people always have things to say about wrestling fans. And trust me, I've had things to say about wrestling fans uh, right. in the past, but as a whole, that community is very, very loyal to the people that they're fans of uh, and not just the characters, but the people who portrayed those characters. And uh, we've seen that, with wrestlers who have had a GoFundMe for a surgery or, or something like that, or they've been in, in some form of financial trouble and they, ha and, and these fans just reach out. Um, and that's just, to me, uh, that's just awesome. Um, in any way, anyone's anybody who's reaching out to help somebody, whether it's someone they watch on TV or just a neighbor or a friend or someone they don't know. I mean, in, in these times, which seem on a week to week basis to be getting worse, uh, in a lot of ways, um, yeah. really just an awesome thing. Like you said, it reminds you there are good people out there. And I, I truly believe, I think there are more good people, uh, than bad people. I think the, the bad people out there have a very loud voice. Um, but I think there are more good people out there and, uh, and yeah, so just keep being good to each other. Um, and, uh, keep keep listening to our show and enjoying it. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, now, that, that's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say now you're regularly scheduled ball joke. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, the just, the, that's the gist of the show. It's to, to be a happy distraction. Yes. You know, we want to be a happy distraction. Uh, I know we go long, uh, uh, us. No, no, but, uh, <laughs> I have a buddy named, uh, Danny Bland. He's an author. And he was just on um, Dana Gould's podcast. And he said the best line. And it, it, it's resonant. <laughs> it stuck with me. He's like, you know, people go to a buffet and they, they take that word buffet as a command. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, where so true. you have to go to a buffet and, you, you know, you don't have to eat everything. You just eat portions. No, you have and to eat I, everything. And then when I heard that, I was like, well, yeah, our, our podcast, we go a little bit long, but you can, you know, take this podcast in, in portions, you know? I never have understood, and, you know, we have a, a 
we have on iTunes, which again, hey, listen, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, if you have access to iTunes, if you think we have earned a five-star review, uh, it would mean the world to us for you to put that on there, uh, a rating and review. Um, it actually really helps us a lot. The more reviews we have and the higher our rating, um, the more iTunes will apparently, their little bots and computers will uh, spit us out to people as a suggestion um, and help spread the, the pod. So um, yeah, even if you're not, listening to it on iTunes because we are everywhere. We have tried to be absolutely everywhere that you could possibly listen to a podcast, but uh, we really appreciate everyone who has reviewed and, and uh, given us a rating. Um, and we did get one rating from somebody that was, we got a five star rating, which again, we're five stars across the board, which really means the world to us. Uh, and we're really happy was we're striving to give you five star material here. Um, but, uh, but he did say that, you know, as much as he loved it, he did say that it was too long. And I'm not calling, I'm not even going to say by name, I'm not calling him out uh, because everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I will say, because someone had said this in the past too, um, hey, Meany and I are just talking. So we're going basically yeah. until one of us has to get off the phone here. Um, and we just talk and have a good time and want to have fun. Um, as Meany is saying, do not feel that you have to listen to everything we're saying. We, we even sometimes like when we finish a topic, that's a perfect place. Just stop, stop in the middle of our, of, our, of us talking. You know, we won't be offended if you stop after 30 minutes of a three hour show and jump back in a couple of days later, like we're not going to be offended. We, we're okay with that. We will still be there when you come back. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting with bated breath, whatever. Yes. So. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, um, it's, you know, this thing has been like very therapeutic and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, hopefully uh, it's therapeutic for people listening. I mean, this is a, we're not, you know, this isn't our, uh, we are the world no. speech or anything like that or whatever. It's just, it's something that that's meant to be fun. And, uh, there's, so, there's plenty of podcasts that you know, talk about different things and they're everything from lighthearted to, um, serious or you know so there's uh topic centric uh we just try to be a little bit of everything uh, it's we're like a bag of checks mix you yeah, know and and sometimes we're going to be serious uh which i guess i guess what's what's serious in a checks mix uh probably the pretzels the pretzels i was gonna say the pretzels and they felt like and i guess the pretzels they're pretty serious yeah and sometimes you're just gonna get some nuts um yeah and, uh yeah uh, but no hair if you go to manscaped.com promo code uh, meanie. Um, hey, here's something that we do that a lot of other podcasts don't do. We talk about our soft seltzer, which actually somebody started a hashtag soft seltzer, <laughs> which I love. Um, and I've been looking I've been looking into local places uh, where we can get that uh blue meanie berry uh or blueberry meanie or whatever it's called uh soft seltzer um i haven't really found anything yet so pod squad help us out here um but in the meantime we're, you know we're, we're hold on we're putting out an apb for <laughs> all eyes and ears for or noses for a, a localized uh seltzer company that would like to partake and uh, name a seltzer, not only name a seltzer of us, but uh, we can, in return, promote them. Yeah. And uh, barter. Let's barter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right now I have 
a brand new seltzer flavor I've never tried before. It's Wegman's brand. Um, but now I felt like when I went shopping, I was like, you know what? I can't just get the same. I can't just be drinking the same thing every single week. I have dragon fruit berry. You can see here. Dragon fruit. Dragon fruit berry. I have no idea what to uh, expect, but we're going to give it a shot real quick. Oh, 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 okay. oh sorry. I, po- I, I uh, no, popped hey, it too hey, soon. No, 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 mm, no. That's good. Can you smell that? That's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. No, nah, it's just my mic. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, I don't know what dragon fruit tastes like, but I'm assuming this. So... It's fucking dragon jizz. Oh, delicious. Goes <laughs> down smooth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway. Iso- isolate that sound. Yeah. It's, drag- it's dragon jizz. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but that, uh, I feel like that's not a t-shirt. Um, no. It but, might be uh, one to wipe it, off with. but It might be. Uh, it, it's uh, one that I think Mikey Whipwreck would enjoy one of those. The nice dragon. Can we get one made that looks like. Uh, Mikey's old dragon shirts, yeah. but but with a little extra something. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I got a. I want to say it says pure aqua, but I think we, we got it at a. In a, in the words of uh, Man Twitter, we got it at Audi's. Uh, <laughs> Can that be a shirt? Yeah, <laughs> dude. If- Mance's face, and we got it, and the Audi's logo. No, Dude, nobody's gonna have a problem with that, right? I don't think Audis would have a problem with that. It's, you know, it's Audis, you know. <laughs> but we got to say Audis, uh, Bell, Bell V, uh, Lime. It's like, uh, I guess it's like a mom pop brand. Okay, or so I don't know, I don't know if it's Audi centric. We, yeah, I don't know. Here, I'll put it up in the camera there and see if you can see it. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. It's a little nice. too shiny, but uh, hold on, let me see. Oh, Ooh, I got some on me, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, what day is this? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, are you tired and losing your mind? Like I am. Oh, dude. It's like Ren and Stimpy space madness over here. It's, just, <laughs> you know, it's like space madness. Uh, hold on. Let me take a step. Hold on. Not too bad. It's lime, lime flavored. I should okay. have said lime. It's a, now. Well, you kind of put pressure on me now, so I have to buy like a different flavor every week. Yeah, but, I need uh, to start. You know, the problem is I'm buying these like giant cases of them. Yeah. Um. Thankfully, I I enjoyed this one, but the pomegranate one was like okay, but it wasn't one of my favorites. But I then had to get through like whatever it was like twenty of them, um, because I bought the case. So I need to start buying just like individuals, just to try out for the show. Um. If anyone has w- any recommendations for us, there's yeah. a, there's a, a a beer store near me, and they do the thing where you can uh, go to a, you get the uh, carry out container, mm-hmm. and you could just go and pick out one of each different beer. Yeah, that's so awesome. You, so you can figure out what you like, and then just go and buy a case of that. So I wish if not, I guess, I guess this is our dream where we can. Uh, Go into a, a store and well, maybe we can do that. Pick out uh, individual cans of uh, seltzer, just so we. Uh, I mean, if they're selling them individually, I don't think anyone's gonna have a problem with that. But uh, yeah, you gotta 
fine. I mean, you go to like a Wawa or something, I'm sure, but they only have, they have like the, the Perrier and like whatever, yeah. like it's, it's fine, but you're only getting like three flavors and, and yeah. but you feel like a big shot. Well, thank God, like Mrs. Me said, thank God for like, uh, well, not thank God for it, but we got that Philly beverage tax and where they put like a ridiculous tax on sweetened stuff. Mm-hmm. So to counteract the loss of soda sales, they imported all these different uh, flavored seltzers. So yeah. we're, kind, we're kind of benefiting from that because, you know, I'm not really a soda drinker, but like I like the fizz, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a. I'm a fizz junkie or whatever. And then, uh, like the fizz, I think we just found there's the t-shirt. Uh, that's the motto. Can can you tell we haven't had a, we haven't had a new t-shirt in about a week and I'm like itching to get a new one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, That and thinking of ideas for the names of the show. That's like our thing. Well, that's, that's several texts. Where do we talk? First off, like when we hang up, and I, I tried to do the screen cap of, uh, you know, us recording. And then um, I usually like to say, you know, the show's in the can. This is what we talked about. And I literally had to sit there and go, what the fuck did we just talk about? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, and like, I, I'm dumb, 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 dumbfounded. Like, as far I, as I, creative names, may I just say, I think I knocked it out of the park last week with time travel. <laughs> the laziest i'm just like i we can call it time travel because i don't remember a single word we said in this entire episode because we did two episodes last week uh you just only got to hear one of them yeah the other one didn't record so but uh yeah it's just like what do you think i was like uh, do we go back in time you know uh, call it back in time or i uh, just my uh, I guess my favorite one is just Chumbawamba. Yeah, that was a good one. Because <laughs> that's like a people are like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I mean, like I know a baby in a beanbag chair was a good one too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we, we're trying to get there with the uh, entertaining names, just to make yeah. people go. It's it's like uh, we try to name a show after something we talked about. So when uh, like we say it throughout the show, we should like sound, have like a little bell sounder, like ding 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 ding. ding. Like, uh, like when they say the name of a movie in a movie, you know, yes. like, yeah. Or, or like an album, like a song, you're hearing yeah. a song and you're just like, wait, you're listening to the whole chorus and you're like, I'm not hearing the name of this song. And then it's like in the bridge, it said like one time and you're like, oh, okay. That's where they pulled the name from. Cause it was a cool line. Yeah. 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 And you're just, you know, you're, you're anticipating your rock up back and forth. You're like, ah, I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. And then, yep. And then they, they, they hit it and you're like, you know, like Pavlov's, Pavlov, Pavlov's dog. Did I say that right? Pavlov's dog. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You hear the bell and it's, you know, I think it's supper time, you know, it's just like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. and you run over, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So they, yeah, that's been a, uh, one of my uh, favorite things about doing the podcast. Trying to think of a fucking name. Yeah. You it's know? fun. It's fun, yeah, and, you know, because uh, I, you know, talk about lazy. I just wanted to be like episode one, episode two. <laughs> now nah, you got you kind of have to have like a reference point where somebody goes, "Oh, I liked uh, this part of the Chumba Web episode," and you go, "Oh," and even though I probably won't remember it because, like, like I said, we'll be hanging up right now. I have no clue what we just talked about. <laughs> uh, we need a uh, we need like an intern who we can send the episode to immediately 
when we when we record it, they can listen and then they can write in like the uh, the breakdown and timestamp everything because I see a lot of podcasts do that. And full disclosure, I just don't have the energy to, to do that to break down to listen to the three hours back that we just did and break down a timestamp for every single thing. Um, but I do think it's really cool. So if you're out there and a member of the pod squad and you want to be an intern for uh, mind of the meaning and get the episode as soon as it drops, uh, yeah, hit us up on, uh, on social you media be, at mind of the meaning. You could be our version of, uh, there's a guy who does the Howard Stern show called Mark's friggin pot. Uh, it, it's Mar- Mark's friggin Howard Stern recap or whatever but like he'll listen to the whole show and just write the the recap the breakdown and the timestamps and all that stuff you know if we, you want got... to be if you want to be uh meanie's friggin uh <laughs> court <laughs> we, stenographer you know we, yeah we get uh yeah you have to learn how to do it shorthand and you have to write it while we're, we'll, we'll bring you in and you just have to write all the notes while we're doing this live transcribe the entire thing and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking tough process because i uh, like 20 minutes we'll be talking about something and we'll drift off to another topic and then like 45 minutes later we'll get back to the 20 yeah, minute mark. Yeah, what are they going to do? They'll be like at the 20 minute mark they talk about this and then it's like at the 45 minute mark they continue talking about what they began talking yeah. about the 20 minute mark but at the 24 minute mark it was just all seltzer. Um, It'll be so, like throwing spaghetti against the wall. Just ah, like just lines and lines of where we go in and out of topics and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like uh, hold on let me do. get a let me get a little sip of coffee for the uh, the apocalypse here. Do it. Because, like I say, I double fist the coffee and the seltzer. And believe it or not, talking it gets tiring. It's weird. Yeah. Get like I've, this runner's high, you know. I've I've yet to get tired from talking. Um. Oh, I'm not tired, <laughs> but like I get like. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just talk a lot. It's like it's kind of like a buzz. People talk about like that runner's high. You get the yep. endorphins going. Like after like, you know, we're, we're done talking. I put the headsets down. I kind of got like a little buzz to me. I'm like, oh, mm, mm. I yeah, got I all. Go, I go take a shower. I'm like, yeah. I, I feel like I just worked out, and I also feel I run... just a little dirty. I, I run away from the the computer, and Mrs. Meany there with a cup of Gatorade, and I just run <laughs> past her and drink it, and go up to the bathroom, and you know, uh, force feed the. Uh, toilet uh <laughs> run, upstairs and f- run upstairs and feed the fish but uh just uh yeah just yeah i always try to keep um, well the point of that fucking sentence was <laughs> i try to keep a beverage near me so right here to my right i got the the lime seltzer over here i got my uh, jack skellington mug with coffee and then i got like a a bottle of poland spring uh water gimmick so- stuff let me show you what I have here, especially because we may one day release this video. None of these mugs have anything, but I have a So Says Chernoff mug. These are all just sitting on my desk. I have the, uh, oh, there you go, the Chernoff uh, premium broadcasting. The, uh, it looks, a- like, looks like Smirnoff. I love that one. Yeah. I've got just the Chernoff S, and I've got the, where is it, on the ropes. Um, because I don't actually have anywhere to put these, um, but I have them ceramic. Yeah. So I have them, but I use them on my desk when I do. So says Chernoff, which is only once a month, but I have like, and I like to change it out each time, but I have nowhere to put these. I was keeping it up behind me for a little bit, but now I put my old, uh, TWF belt up there. So I'm uh, just because I was (laughs) jealous of you having a belt. Um, 
Well, I'm going yes, to I'm going to have to one up you because I have the three PW World Heavyweight Title somewhere. Ooh, uh, you got to find I'll, that. I'll, I'll have to double. Uh, I'll have to put one on each shoulder. Yeah, I, I know where it is. I just don't want to fucking get it because I'm fucking lazy. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'll where, get it. I got it. Who but, made that belt? Oh my god. Uh, I want his last name was Price. Um, I mm. I feel bad. He's no longer with us. Uh, but he made a lot of belts for a lot of people. He, he, uh, oh my God, it was, I want to, is, is, it's no longer there, but, uh, champion, it was championshipleather.com because they would sponsor three PW events. Like, I, when we're doing three PW shows, I would do the, uh, program that we, uh, would sell at the shows with, mm -hmm. you know, tonight's lineup, uh, results from the last show, uh, you know, maybe an interview with one of the wrestlers and, uh, you know, I, I would do the layout, print it out and stuff like that. And I would always put, you know, three PW was sponsored by champ. Our belt championship belt was made by championship leather. And, um, oh man, I wish I, I'm going to say, I, I don't want to say a wrong name. So, uh, it was championship. Level. I can look it up and, uh, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it next week, but, uh, it's uh, it's kind of like he had this thing. Uh, it was called prefab belts. Okay. Where you crank out like a bunch of different, like the same plates and stuff like that. But, uh, there's the center plate where you can insert the, um, the, uh, company logo. Like he go, you go to a trophy shop or whatever and get yeah. something laser ingrained. And, um, and, uh, he would do that and he, uh, out of kind of his heart, you know, donated that belt to us because, you know, uh, like I, again, like I say, again, it's bartering, yep. you know, you gave us a belt. We tell people where to go get a belt from you. So, Hey, we'd be and, happy to barter with everybody. Uh, you can give us money and we'll give you a shirt over at prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Is that bartering or did I get that wrong? No, that's, that's, that's wrong, that's but they get selling, but they can still it, do it. And, uh, I'll continue to sell for these people. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what most of my career has just been selling with no offense. But, I, uh, I do want to say we're not launching into a whole merch thing now, but, uh, thank you to everybody. We've just in the last few weeks, um, just more and more sales. There's actually two of them came in today. Um, really, which I don't even think I told you about, but, um, but you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, well, I can't, you know, embezzle if I let you know that the money's there. Um, so no, I, uh, but this, we're this just... is like our, this is our always sunny version of embezzling. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me you embezzled and I still don't get the fucking point. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but yeah. So just thank you to everybody who's continuing to purchase the shirts over at mind of the meanie. Um, mind of the yeah. com. I, uh, shout out to, uh, you know, Jeffrey Mitchell, who's been tweeting our, uh, you know, our, you know, not, he's been tooting our horn, I should say, uh, Jeffrey Mitchell, if you don't know who he is, he's part of this group called sons of Ben. Mm. Uh, if, if you're, if you, I think it's on Netflix, if you have Netflix type in sons of Ben, uh, there's this group again called sons of Ben and they were pivotal in getting Philadelphia its first professional soccer team, the Philadelphia union. Uh, and it's, it's funny cause they, you know, the, the soccer team had a fan base before there was a team, mm -hmm. they would go to go around the country, 
with banners and, you know, signs and banners, whatever. And they lobbied for the city of Philadelphia to get a soccer team. And, uh, you know, they, did, they, they were so successful in doing it. Now we have the Philadelphia Union. And uh, Jeffrey Mitchell's a part of that crew. I, oh, I got a bunch of friends who are part of the Sons of Ben. Uh, they're great people. They do a lot of great charity work. Uh, and you could join their, you could join the Sons of Ben. You could become a member of Sons of Ben. But uh, Jeffrey Mitchell, who is a uh, part of Sons of Ben, has really been out there, you know, amongst the Sons of Ben, you know, promoting our show, telling people, hey, listen to the mind of the meanie. And uh, it hasn't gone unnoticed. Uh, no, not at all. And you know, I felt bad that we, we didn't uh, give him the title of uh, president. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I yeah. think we might, but I don't know. I think. I think we might have to have a uh, co-presidents here because he's he's really been great at uh, spreading the word, and we really appreciate that. Um, he's a real, uh, and as you mentioned, he's a real sob, uh, son of Ben, and uh, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and he does a lot of great charity work too, where him and his son will grow their hair out, and then they'll have their head shaved, you know, for to fight cancer mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and he'll, he'll raise money that way. Him and I shaved kid. my head to fight looking good. <laughs> Dude, um, you, I'm, I'm so disappointed you didn't do the before and after photo. I did. Yeah. I, I sent you a before and after photo. You sent it to me, but I don't know if you posted that one where you're all Kramered out. Oh, not, hell no. <laughs> not oh, my God. You look like a, you look like it was that movie Eraserhead. I was like, Geez, yeah, it was, uh, it was not. It was not good. Like, you look you're like uh, the, bri- the bride of Frankenstein over there. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it was it was bad it was bad um but uh yeah no but but not not to get away from um from his charity work uh no you want to get away from the, us talking about your fucking talking hair. about my hair god oh i'm doing every day i'm just praying it's going to come back Oh, it's coming back pretty it's good. It's coming. Man. It's coming back. It's getting there. It depends on it, I. It, you're kind of like a, you're in Brad Pitt Fight Club, uh, short level, short now. Yeah, so I was gonna say definitely not in Brad Pitt Fight Club shape. Uh, may, maybe above, maybe above the the neck. Um, but man, this quarantine been. Uh, that, 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 I don't think. Yeah, he's got a washboard abs. I got the fucking tub. It's just, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. You know, it just, he's got a six pack and I got the fucking quarter keg over here, man. Just, I've oh, been, God I, damn. I, I told my wife the other day, I was like, I need as much as we're hoping, cause she is at this point, she's 38 weeks pregnant. Um, so sounds this, like a movie. Sounds like a movie. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're expecting that baby to come sometime soon. Uh, but I now am looking, coming down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking forward to when she says, all right, I need to lose some of this baby weight. Uh, we're going to start eating a little healthier. going to start exercising because I, I have no, uh, uh, self-motivation. If she's, if she's snacking on something, which she has every right to because she's pregnant, uh, I just have to jump into that and, um, Man, when I first when I first met my wife, uh, there was so much. I, I was in pretty good shape at the time, but she was in so much better shape than me that I like it motivated me. Like I was like, oh, I think I'm doing pretty well, and she was just like, she was like ripped. It was ridiculous. Um, and uh, and 
she still manages to be in better shape now that this is going to be after three kids and still manages to be in better shape than me. Uh, so, but hey, I ate a lot during all those pregnancies too. So. Hey. Yeah, and uh, now you have no excuse, man. Uh, well, here I'm kind of on the, the flip side here. Um, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but uh, me and like during the the whole quarantine apocalypse uh, thing, we kind of gave up drinking. Well, we did give up drinking, uh, just because you know, God forbid. I mean, all hospitals are overrun. Uh, you can't go to the hospital, you know, if you leave, you got quit, whatever, all this stuff, right? God forbid, you know, one of us, you know, has one too many and we, you know, trip and fall and, you know, hit our fucking heads and we're not in our right state of mind to, to avoid all that. We're like, you know what? We don't need to fucking drink. And we, we haven't drunk, had anything to drink. And, uh, dude, I weighed myself like last week and I'm down like 15, 20 pounds just yeah. from not drinking. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, things are a little rough too, you know, where, you know, um, again, this is me, I'm, I'm trying not to be alarmist, but, you know, we're trying to eat better. Like we're, um, rationing, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with meals and stuff like that. So what we do is we'll go buy a bunch of stuff at the, uh, Aldi's and stuff like that, or, you know, shop, right. Or whatever. And we'll like make snack plates or she'll grill up a bunch of chicken, uh, put it in the fridge. She'll, she'll shred it up and, uh, she'll make a plate where there's a little bit of chicken. There's some cashews, there's some carrots and stuff like that. So we've been eating a lot better and, and we're really saving a lot of money. Cause you know, we would be going to the Oregon diner twice a week, you know, cause you know, you're bored. You don't want to do anything. Ah, let's just go to the fucking diner, you know? We're like we're like furniture in that fucking place, you know. To where you know, <laughs> you know they got the menus and they're walking to the table before we can even come through the door. You know, it's just like passing a baton, you know, trying to catch up <laughs> to grab the baton. But it's a menu, and um, so yeah, we we've been saving money that way. We haven't been saving money, but not going out and drinking booze and all that stuff. So I've been finding myself putting on shirts and feeling a little bit better about myself, you know. And uh, hopefully, when all this blows over, hopefully I'm like. I mean, if this is a bad situation, but hopefully this situation kind of rewired me mm-hmm. to where I could go, you know what? I don't have to go out to eat. You know, I can just have a snack plate. I can drink, drink a seltzer. I drink my coffee's black because, you know, when I, dude, when I was in my 20s, or I was disgusting. I would drink like a whole fucking two liter in one sitting because, oh, it's cheap. It's 99 cents, you know, back in the day. Yeah. I'll go, you know, fucking Homer Simpson it or Barney, <laughs> Barney to drunk it, you know, just, Oh, beer, there's beer in this ashtray. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, uh, I would drink my coffee. Like I'd be like, Hey, give me a large coffee, extra, extra, extra cream, extra sugar. And you can literally just fucking my spoon would just stand up in the thing. It's just like, Oh, but like, I kind of grew out of it to where it's just like, um, you know, uh, I would order coffee. Well, I try, we try to order it with like cream and Splenda. I realize that a lot of people who are serving the coffee probably don't drink coffee. So they don't know the right balance. Yeah. That's very important. People sometimes don't, you know, the ratio is very important. The Splenda to cream to, or if you're doing sugar, whatever it is, very, very important. And they do do that liquid sugar, which just fucking, dude, that would destroy my inside. You'd have to say real sugar or. 
you know, I would, I would, I went over to Splenda for a little bit or whatever, but like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just going to drink my coffee black. Yep. And you know what? It really ain't that bad. Uh, you know, uh, here's a little trick I do a little mini pro tip. Like if I drink my coffee, I've been drinking my coffee black and, uh, sometimes I want a little bit of flavor. So before I make a pot of coffee, I'll put the coffee filter in the, the basket and I'll sprinkle the bottom of the coffee filter with cinnamon, mm. like ground cinnamon. And I'll put the two scoops of coffee on top of that. So when the water seeps through, it brings the coffee and the cinnamon flavor into the coffee. Wow. So I never thought about that. It's even better than just sprinkling some cinnamon in. That's right. Because yeah. you're not. Yeah. Cause if you put, try to put, you're like infusing it. You're, that's yeah. awesome. I, well, I learned that, uh, you know, back when I lost all that weight and I was seeing a nutritionist, he kind of gave me that tip and I kind of stuck onto it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just put it in the bottom of the, the coffee, uh, filter and, uh, it just bleeds through into the, the flavor of the coffee. And it, Cause like if I, I got this cup next to me, cup of coffee next to me, if I try to put cinnamon in it, cinnamon in it, it'll, uh, it'll just float to the top and you're yeah. like, you got like cinnamon teeth and it's like, uh. and you're, and you're stirring it. So maybe, but at that point, best case scenario, it just sinks to the bottom. You're not, even, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's yeah, I agree. I, I switched to drinking black, uh, coffee, a while ago, um, every once in a while, I'll put like a little splash, like uh, like skim milk or something. If I'm just, I don't know, if I'm, you know, feel feeling a uh, jumpy. But uh, no, I, I just to me, high black pollutant. coffee, yeah, high coffee or high high coffee, uh, black. I'm just repeating whatever you're saying now. Um, black coffee to me is coffee the way it's meant to be, and it took me a long time to realize that. Um, but yeah, it's it's your tasting actual coffee, and I love it bold, strong, as strong as can be. Um, there was this one restaurant I can't remember what it's called. I went there, went there on New Year's Eve with uh, my wife and and some friends. I think it was like the final time anyone ever got together and and did anything. Um, yeah, but we went there. It, it's in uh, it's in King of Prussia. I can't remember what it's called though. Um, but we went there and they had some sort of dessert where it was like ice cream and coffee and like you pour the coffee into the ice cream. So I don't know what it was, whatever. I don't know because I ate it so quickly that I didn't even <laughs> commit it to memory. That coffee was some sort of espresso something. It was so strong. It was amazing. It was yeah. so, so good. Um, yeah. And there are some coffees that, man, just like. Like I'm not really a, a big Starbucks fan of uh I don't really like Starbucks coffee compared to like Wawa. I'm a big Wawa coffee guy. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, just big, big into coffee. Uh, dude, uh yeah, with the um I was gonna say I I I've done the thing where you put a scoop of ice cream in the bottom of the cup, pour the coffee in. Mm-hmm. And that way you get a little bit of cream in that. I, There's I've a pressed... name for that, but I don't I don't know what it is. I I I, yeah, I was trying to think of it and I Totally blanked out. Can we do a uh, me- can we do a mind of the meanie coffee, dude? If somebody's out there and they want to do a mind of the meanie coffee, I am so down. And now, how what, would it? Well, what would that be like? Would it be like a blueberry? I keep going back to blueberry because why not blue uh, meanie? You know, so like a blueberry infused. I've done blue- stuff with companies where like, um, you know, uh, 
there's this company out in California, Grill Them All. I had a blue mini burger for a little bit that had like blue cheese on it and stuff like that. And then nice. right before the apocalypse, uh, I think I talked about this on the uh, first episode of last week. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to, and I don't know if the, I don't know what the state of the world right now, but I was talking to a company about doing the blue mini beer, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a matter of a couple months, you know, preparing to do it. And now that's up in the air and that they were going to do something with like blueberries. Uh, but like you keep going back to, I mean, it's just mine and the meanie is the blue meanie. We, you know, you have a, like some kind of flavor with the coffee that I would have like a hint of blueberries or something like that, or just something like that. But Hey, if dude, if somebody want, and especially because I want to, you know, again, shout out to RJ city who every Sunday on his YouTube channel drinks coffee in his underwear and does a live chat, which is hysterical. I would gladly send him some blue mini coffee so he can, so he can, he could drink it. I think, uh, I know of a local brewery that might, uh, not like a, uh, not brewery, a, uh, well, I guess, what would you call them? They're coffee, coffee brewery, right? Coffee gimmicks. Uh, Yeah. Well, it can't be a brewery. It doesn't have to be, Coffee carnies. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. But whatever they are, they're a local coffee place, and they have made. Uh, I know they've made things for local businesses. They've made like short run things of you know of coffee. Uh, so maybe we'll reach out to them and see. Let us know. Let us know on social media at Mind of the Meanie. Would you be interested in a Mind of the Meanie uh, blueberry flavored coffee type thing? A blueberry meanie coffee. Let us know. Um, also, you know what I found. Every once in a while, I'm like looking through, like, hey, what other kind of like cool things can we have? Because I have this this dream that one day we're going to be able to go to uh, conventions and interact with our fans. Um, maybe sometime in like 2024, uh, that'll be able to happen. But uh, so I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, what kind of like cool stuff could we do? Is like giveaways or you know merch? And, and I somehow stumbled upon this uh, a stress ball, but it's shaped like a brain but it's blue and you can put your logo on it. And I'm like, this was made for our show. This is incredible. (laughs) But the problem is you have to do a minimum of 200, which puts out a decent amount of money, which I'm not concerned about putting out the decent amount of money as long as we could get it back. But it's like the money that you'd have to spend is like already high enough that I'm like, I don't know that I'd be comfortable charging someone that much money on top of that to make anything else, to make any sort of profit. So it it ended up, I'm like, I don't know if you could be like, Hey, here's a little brain stress ball. Would you like to give us $5 for it? And people be like, no, I don't want to give this to you. Like what else comes with it? But, um, but no, so I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to come up with ideas. I'm always trying to Ralph crammed in the fucking idea for the show (laughs) and stuff like that too. And, uh, we've talked about it and I got ideas that we want to do, uh, Maybe we'll partner up with somebody. You know, uh, you know it just it, it's good to keep uh, keep aligned with other businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, because everybody benefits when everybody works together and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, I got you. Just said that brain idea. Then we could talk off air about that, about possibly doing something with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't want to say on air because then if we don't do it. People are like, hey, where's that thing you said you were going to well, do? Yeah, I was comfortable saying it on the air because I don't think we're going to be able to do it unless <laughs> unless the pod squad wants it so badly. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do that, like a limited run of 200 of them and put them up and see how quickly they sell. But they're like not, I mean, but they're brain stress balls. They're not, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing a good job of selling it to the pod squad when I'm like, hey, that's fun. But yeah, what are you going to do with it? Although yeah. this time, I think we could all use some stress balls right now. Um, <laughs> And if you're stressed and have been neglecting your balls, you should go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Meany and Meany. I think that is a perfect opportunity for us to talk about Manscaped. What do you think? Cue this year. Cue the, uh, uh, just surprise me with the music. I'll surprise you with the music. Uh, Hey, listen, the reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in a few months. So do not ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? No. No, you wouldn't. So make sure that you get yourself a ball cut. Meanie, manscaped.com, promo code Meanie, that's how you get it. You can save 20% and free shipping. But Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. We've talked about this for a number of weeks. We really appreciate them being a sponsor again. Um, I guess my question is, when was the last time you shaved your balls? And that's not really for you, Meanie, unless you want to volunteer that information. It was more rhetorical to our, our uh, Pod Squad members. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm keeping it quarantine uh, chic over here, over here. So, uh, man, but but when the apocalypse <laughs> is over and I want to uh, come out of my bunker, yeah, I will wanna... gladly be man- <laughs> be manscaping. I'll be I'll be Edward Scissorhandsing. Uh, I'll be uh, making uh, I'll be making uh, sculptures and all that good stuff. Now, man, but, no, uh, right now you've got kind of like a dreadlock thing going on, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is, it kind of look, looks like the singer from Counting Crows over here. But, oh, uh, man. Just... oh, man. Well, if you would like to uh, uh, shave Paradise, um, that was a reference to when they covered the Pave Paradise and put up a... Never mind. So, uh, Lawnmower 3.0 is the uh, best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. So let's tell us a little bit, let's tell you a little bit about that. Perfect package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is a water-resistant cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. Uh, the the boxer briefs are actually incredibly comfortable. I have those. Um, they're re- they're kind of like that, like, uh, workout material kind of, you know, um, almost like a spandex, but not too tight. It's like the perfect cradle, um, for, you know, like sometimes you can do a cradle. Sometimes you can do a small package, Well, this is a cradle for a large package. Uh, the perfect package 3.0 also comes with the crop preserver and crop revive re- uh, reviver. The crop preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant. Crop reviver is spray on toner for your balls because everybody's balls need some toner. Uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there is also a light on the uh, on the lawnmower 3.0. So make sure that you treat yourself uh, for making it through this quarantine with the lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code MEANY at manscaped.com. 
We thank you so much, uh, Manscaped, for sponsoring, and you will thank us and Manscaped for uh, for helping you to take care of your undercarriage post-quarantine, and your partner will then thank you in turn. Meanie, anything else you want to say about trimming your balls? Dude, I just wish this had existed when I was a younger Meanie, and I was out there trying to impress my date, and I would walk in, and I got like... I got like toilet paper little dabs because I nicked myself all over and I looked like my my undercarriage looked like the catcher for the dart team. You know, nice. just uh, <laughs> I wish I had Manscaped in my late teens, early 20s where I was just like, hey, check me out over here with my uh, hardwood floors. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, Manscaped is doing men justice with uh, their the great technology and uh, everything else that comes along with the, the, the packages and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very happy that they decided to come to Mind of the Meanie and say, hey, you're, uh, we, we believe in you, we trust in you uh, to get the word out about our product. We've and, heard uh, great things about your balls. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're here, you're building pools, uh, you're building <laughs> skate parks. Uh, but uh, yeah, on a serious note, no, seriously, it, it means a lot because, you know, you could, they, they could be spending their advertising dollar anywhere, and uh, they chose mine and the meanie. And uh, me and my balls are very uh, appreciative. Me, me and my plums. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, so we're talking about like uh, you're talking about high school and everything. We are in the um, graduation time for high yeah. schools, colleges. Uh, my daughter just had a pre-K graduation yesterday a pre-k graduation zoom party uh, and we did a drive-by of her school um which yeah really, really didn't seem like something we needed to be doing uh but she seemed to have a good a good time with it uh it was just for me it was like a little sad because she's not going back to that school she's gonna start in a new school um for kindergarten. So it's like a little sad but uh but I, I thought maybe this would be like a cool thing to give a shout out uh, and congratulations to all to anyone who's a, a college graduate or a senior or a parent of a of a graduate uh, senior in high school who's graduating. Because um, I'm I've just been driving by and thinking about like you know we talk about all these different times in our lives. Last week we we're talking about time travel, and I've just been talking about like thinking about how when I was in high school, uh, some of my lifelong friends, my friends I still have twenty years later. Uh, the friendship really happened towards the end of senior year. Um, yeah. Just so happened to be that way with, with the, the people I became friends with. And um, and into the summer post high school was just like the best summer of my life. It was just so much fun. Uh, I was in a band. We were having a, uh, you know, we we're having a great time playing pool parties. Um, and it, it was just awesome. And I'm, I'm thinking back to if this quarantine had been going on during that time, um, I don't even know what I would have been doing with my life. I don't know where things would have gone because so much of what I did after the fact was kind of shaped by the experiences I had during that time period and the friendships that I made. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not really going anywhere with this other than it just popped in my head and I thought like, no. Hey, congratulations to anyone who's graduating. Uh, you might not be getting the graduation that you want, but uh, if I can make you feel any better, uh, I got caught and my brother got caught two years earlier uh, in a torrential downpour during our graduations um, from high school. So, you know, 
I, I, I kind of know what it's like for your graduation a little bit to kind of get ruined. Um, be glad at least you got to stay dry. Uh, but no, it sucks. It really just sucks. It does. Um, it's a you shame. know, yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. Uh, my my high school years were fun. Uh, you know, I always talk about like you know uh, my early childhood where I was asthmatic, had problems, felt different. But uh, as my health got a little bit better and going to high school and uh, I, just like today, I think I pretty much can get along with everybody. You know, I, I, had, I was friends with the jocks, the nerds, everybody, you know, and uh, that my, my senior year, like, like uh, put it this way, like um, not, I graduated in 93 and to me, like 93 is like probably one of my favorite years of my life. Like there's certain years where like you, you remember the number, mm-hmm. uh, like if I ever get a, like a, a Jersey made like a sports Jersey with my name on it, like I got a Phillies one and, uh, I got a couple flyers ones and I got a Philadelphia Phantoms one. My buddy was the uh, equipment manager. So he got me, he's like, okay, it'll put, I get meanie put in the back and then they're like, Oh, what's your number? I go 73 the year I was born. Uh, if it wasn't, you know, for 73, the other number I would pick would be 93. Uh, it's just like, so that was, it was a good year. Uh, graduated high school. Uh, you know, the, so there's something about the, that, that 93 Phillies team that mm. they didn't win the world series, no, but, but man, was that fun. But that was, I mean, that, 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 that team could have easily been, any, you could have made a movie about that team. And I pre- I'm pretty sure Major League was kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of based with, on that because the wild thing, yeah, wild thing wearing 99 and all that stuff. And Charlie Sheen even when did that come it. out? When did uh, I'm not when sure. Did Major League come out? I thought that was before. Are you are you fucking fact checking me? I'm fact checking you right now. Go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right. But, uh, why why you're fact checking me? Um, 93 was great. I graduated high school. And like I said, like that summer I graduated was just a lot of fun. And it was like, you know, the last summer where, okay, you graduated high school, but you're going off into the real world. And, uh, if there's, I always look for like, uh, storylines or like keystone moments or mm-hmm. correlations. That's the word I'm looking for. Correlations. When I graduated high school, we had our graduation at Atlantic, the Atlantic City Convention Center. Uh, and not in the main part where WrestleMania 4 or 5 was, but there's a, this other annex to it where there's a stage, there's stuff like that. And when I, I went to my first ever wrestling show, it was a WWF show in Atlantic City, Atlantic City Convention Center in this annex off, right off the uh, main convention center. So not only did I go, I, I went to this annex to watch my first ever professional wrestling match. I graduated high school in the same room. I watched my first professional wrestling match. That's so cool. To where that was the year I was going off to save my money. And then within a year I was at, you know, wrestling school and stuff like that. So I always look for like neat little correlations between, you know, my, my, uh, real life, my wrestling life and stuff like that. So I wish I could have gone back and wrestled in that room, but, uh, I did eventually go back and wrestle Atlantic city and a couple of my friends from uh, school were in the crowd 
who I, it's so weird. Like ECW went and ran a show in Atlantic city and I go, we get in the ring and I look out into the crowd and I'm like, holy shit. That guy looks like my buddy Lenny from, <laughs> from high school. Holy shit. That is Lenny. And he's like, looking at me, boy, I'm like, Glenn, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so I just like, uh, cool things like that. You know, yeah. and I keep, I still keep in touch with, you know, my friends from high school, uh, right. Hey, if I could work this in real quick, please. Uh, I have a friend from uh, grade school and high school named, uh, Justin Daniels, him and his wife, Penelope have this awesome shop called Fairpoint toys in May's landing. And, uh, he's been working on this thing forever. You know, we went to grade school, uh, high school together. We always dreamed about being in a band together. I tried to learned guitar and I sucked at it and he went and borrowed my guitar, which I wound up to and he went on and become this like amazing guitar player. And he's in a band called solace as well. Uh, like a stoner groove rock type band. And, uh, but like, he's always had this, this project called far, uh, far point toys. And, um, uh, he eventually, you know, would, you know, piggyback off other store spaces. He would do, uh, I want to say it's called dioramas where he does like a, 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 a movie set based on toys and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, wow. You that's look awesome. and, you know, he would do all these really cool things, him and his wife, Penelope. <clears throat> so they found this, uh, place in maze landing and they worked super fucking hard on it. You know, you know, every floor tile they, they put in there by hand, every, you know, display they put in by hand. They worked hours upon hours upon hours of making this place special. And uh, they would have like, a, you know, a toy day there. And it's people from all over would come around. So uh, they, they fell in hard times with, uh, you know, the COVID and the quarantine and stuff like that. And they were kind of getting a little by. You know, doing, you know, live streams and stuff like that. But, you know, this past week we had like this major storm that came through and you texted me that you, your house lost power and yeah. stuff like that. And like me and Mrs. Meany were like sitting here and we had like a tornado warning too, which was, and like you're, you, you're listening outside and you hear, you're like hearing stuff and you're like, oh man, I hope that's not it. Hope this ain't it, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Justin and Penelope were at their store, Farport Toys, and um, you know they, they 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 got hit by the storm. Not only to the point where the local the uh, the, the power supply they runs to their building, something happened and redirected all the electricity back into their store, blew out every electric electrical socket. Oh, jeez! To, to where like the back wall caught on fire and all this stuff. So. You know, they went and uh, they were having financial troubles as it is. And, uh, you know, this just was through a totally different monkey wrench into the the whole. You know, they were there looking forward to opening up, you know, when the state opened up in like a week or two. And, uh, you know, this really threw a monkey wrench into them to where they their buildings become like totally uninhabitable, un uninhabitable. Yeah. For, First day with the new mouth. Um, but uh, my point is they, they started like a GoFundMe. And uh, like I said, I know everybody's, everybody's, you know, neck deep in shit right now. But uh, if you're able to like spare a dollar, five dollars, uh, if you go to GoFundMe 
and look up the Far Point Energy Fire and Pandemic Fund. I've shared it on social media. Yeah, we'll uh, share that. We'll make sure to share that again. Too. Yeah, I just uh, looking to help a friend who's been there my whole life, uh, who uh, rooted for me when I wanted to get into wrestling. Uh, you know, and I rooted for him when he got into music. Like you know, he he, you know, you know, if I hadn't given him his, his first guitar, he probably wouldn't uh, you know start playing guitar and like we were together we we always joked about getting the wrestling and being a tag team together and then you know um life kind of took us in different directions you know i moved to ohio to train with al and then like he uh was doing his thing and then um came back together through social media you know and like you know our conversation you know you know picked up right where we left off like hey man what's up you know, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it hurt, like I'm all in favor of like small business too and stuff like that. So there are small business that's hurting. So if you want to help a small business, check out the, uh, their GoFundMe. anything helps, anything helps. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's my thing. I just want to you know, help out a friend who, uh, I love and cherish. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll put that out on social media again for people to be able to, to make sure people can find that. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll put it on mind of the meanie and then we'll share it out on our personal ones as well. And, uh, yeah, let's see if we can help, help people out. Look, I mean, if you can't, you know, like Meanie said, that's, we understand this is a tough time for everybody. Uh, if you can then help out and, and, and there are ways to help out even that aren't financial to help people, you know, to just lend a hand or just be a positive person. You know, we've kind of talked about that over the last few weeks, just kind of, you know, don't be a dick, uh, look, uh, you know, that's kind of, <laughs> don't be an old world dick, but, uh, Oh no, you could be uh, a new world dick. Yeah. Um, bluechew.com promo code meanie. There you go. I but, had to uh, get the whole thing in there. It doesn't count. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like that's even if, <laughs> if you're listening and you're financially strapped, don't feel guilty about not being able to, but Hey, if you could just share the link, that's, mm -hmm. that's as good as gold too. You know, yeah. like, look, you know, I see a lot of people out there with GoFundMe's are having hardships and then people go, well, what about me? You know, I understand everybody's in a situation and if you can't help financially, you know, if you can just share the link, maybe somebody else can, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people out there who love toys and it, here's the fucking kicker about it. Uh, their store's about to be featured on a Amazon prime show about toy stores. Uh, it's called a toy store near you. And they're about to be featured on this show that, which would have helped wow. their business. And now they have to almost hit the reset button. <sighs> So do they, do they, and, let me ask you, do they sell wrestling figures? Yeah, they sell, they sell wrestling. Yep. all new ones or they sell old ones. Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, Cause they have like a, a bin of loose figures mm. and then they you know, have stuff that's still in the package and okay. stuff like that. But they do a lot of star Wars. They do. I mean, it, it's nerd central. It's, and I mean that in the most positive way, sure. you know, you know, they, for, he had like the whole battleship for like the G.I. Joe battleship. He would, last time I visited his story, he's putting together this G.I. Joe <laughs> battleship. I was like, man, I remember this from when I was a kid. Like you walk into Far Point Toys and you're walking into your childhood basically. And, yeah. uh, you know, they would buy, they would sell, they would do online and all this stuff. And uh, it's a really good community they had there. 
and uh well it's still there and they're uh go fund me i mean it's it's amazing to how many people have reached out so far and they're like halfway to their goal but if we could just give it a little nudge you know uh dude toys i mean i'm i'm, I'm you know i'm a i'm a 47 year old man but i still look at toys and you know think of my childhood and fantasy like when i was a kid i would disassemble all my GI Joes and reassemble them with different parts and stuff and have my own like GI Joe wrestling promotion and stuff like that. And I would make little cardboard belts with like little strips of Velcro and make my own belts for my GI Joes and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm a big, Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, no. Anybody who's like a, like a you know, snake eyes was like a masked wrestler <laughs> stuff like that. You know, the ninja, you know, stuff like that. But I'm a, a big uh, action figure fan and um, we may have talked about it before I know we've definitely talked about it, like how I'm a fan of the major wrestling figure podcast and I love what those guys are doing um, I've got you can't see it here but I have in my office I've got the, this big uh, DTOF which is uh, uh, like a case from Ikea um, and I have all the Hasbro action figures like displayed in there and then I've got in my uh, in my office uh, like my office office out of the house, which I really want to bring it back. I just don't have any room to do it here. But I have uh, this on a shelf. I've got action figures, as many as I could find from everybody that I've worked with, whether it's people that I had wrestled before or most of them are people that I have interviewed and or had on as guests on my show. And now, of course, I do have a signed Blue Meanie action figure as well. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. And I think like what you said, like it's, you look at it and it's just the reason that I, I love having the Hasbro's is that was my childhood. So, yeah. you know, look, I'm not sitting there uh, with my little fig fed and playing with my, my figures today. Um, but I still get a good feeling when I can look over there and I'll never forget when I first set this up um, it was back when I was doing the after chat podcast and we had Ted DiBiase on uh, as a guest on there. And this is before I'd ever met him in person or anything, but I'm interviewing Ted DiBiase and I look over the, one of the first figures I ever got was the Hasbro million dollar man figure. And it was just, I'm looking at that figure and I'm thinking to myself, man, like I remember as a kid playing with this toy and now here I am talking to him, asking him questions, ask, you know, yeah. and it was just such a, a cool thing. And it, it, it's, I feel like it kind of grounds you, especially when you're involved in any way, shape or form in the wrestling business. Um, it, it, it kind of like brings you back to remember like when you fell in love with the business, at least it does for me. Um, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's just, you know, I, I'm constantly, I know there's some, some He-Man figures coming out. There's some uh, Ghostbusters figures coming out. I know they've got back to the future figures are coming out soon. And like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to get as many of those as I can, but, um, and now I get to watch, you're talking about what you did with the GI Joes. So I used to take my wrestling figures and if like a new guy would show up on TV that I didn't have, I would just paint my figures to look like, you know, either I'd change their outfits. Like if a guy had, like I remember I had a Mr. Perfect figure and then he had that like black uh, airbrushed singlet that he wore that one time. Uh, and so I painted the figure black, like I painted a singlet black and like put all the little like stars on it that he had. And, um, so now all those figures, obviously I had to replace them, uh, for display cause I'm not going to put those on display. 
So I just gave them to my son and he plays with them now. And he'll always ask me, he'll be like, he'll be like why you paint him? Why you paint him? <laughs> and I'm like, cause daddy was impatient and wanted new action figures and they didn't have them. And you know, and that's, so it, it it's, it's fun. I get to see him play with them. Um, I used to have a Brett the Hitman heart on the shelf over my shoulder uh, until this morning when uh, my son came in and said that he does not belong in my office, that he belongs in the bin downstairs with all the other wrestlers. So, hey, uh, yeah, at least he's enforcing rules, man. He's enforcing rules. Yeah. So you're just saying that because Blue Meanie keeps winning all of the uh, all the battle hey, royals. I know where my bread is buttered. Buddy. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so uh, I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, it goes back to, you know. Uh, any of these places you go into these toy stores, um, it's just a good feeling, man. You see any of these ones that have like the retro stuff that have the old stuff. I love it. And, uh, I dream of having enough money one day that my wife will not yell at me for coming home with, you know, a giant castle gray skull or, you know, for that. I spent like a thousand dollars on, you know, um, I have not done that because she would yell at me. Um, but I dream of the day when I can do that. I, and and with the Farpoint Toys, you know, I I would go into uh, their store, and like like I, dude, I got this. Uh, I don't know if you can see it behind me. Uh, this Sergeant Slaughter, like it's an old Sergeant Slaughter shampoo bottle. Oh wow! Some, from the eighties, I was like, oh my god! And you know, you walk in and you find like a hidden treasure like that. That's so cool. Uh, and they were they were doing like uh, online giveaways, and. Uh, I unknowingly won one other contest because I was just, <laughs> they had someone on uh, social media. They had one of the original Atari ET games that wow. was thought to be, have been lost, but you know, somebody like found all them. Bur- all bur- weren't they like all supposed just, to have been buried or something? Yeah. And yeah. And there's a doc, there's a documentary about that too. But, uh, dude, it, it, it was, it's in mint condition. So they're doing this contest, you know, share and like our posts and you'll be automatically be on our So I just liked and shared it thinking I was liking and sharing my friend's store. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the winner is Brian Heffron. <laughs> <laughs> they literally pulled my name out of a hat. And it was just like, I got the, you know, I, I won the, the E.T. Uh, Atari game that I'm That's staring awesome. at right now. But, yeah, I got figures all over my house, man. Um uh, on the stairs up to my my second floor, I got a, a Reggie White Eagles. Uh, I, it might be a McFarlane. I got a Roy Halladay figure commemorating his perfect game that has like a uh, a mock a replica ticket from the game, stuff like that. Uh, we got a couple. We got like a WrestleMania 15 dual pack. Uh, Al Snow and Road Dog that uh, is Mrs. Meanies because that was like her era of wrestling and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, uh, of course she loves the undertaker. We got Luna. I got a blue blazer. Uh, and then over, I have an area in my house. I, you know, I, I call my shit shelf, but it's like <laughs> stuff when it's not shit. Uh, I got like a Bobby Heenan. I got a, I just got an Andy Kaufman, oh, Captain, nice. Captain Lou. I got so like, and they're just scattered throughout the house. So are they loose or are they, uh, loose. Card. loose yeah okay. yeah but like i some of them i found that uh far point toys and stuff like that where you go to conventions and again you're bartering mm-hmm. you know you know oh sure i'll give you <laughs> eight by ten for that uh whatever i, I remember there was this Starcast. uh t- 
I don't know if it was StarCast like three or four or ten or whatever it was. I don't know, but it was, it was back in Chicago. It was the one when they were back in Chicago. And uh, I guess I'll look over at my tie. It was StarCast three. Um, but uh, <laughs> I do. I have my ties hanging over there. Some of the ones that were like specific events, I just have them hanging there. I have um, to. I have to. I have to Google my events. You know. Oh yeah. well. <laughs> Well, you've had a lot more. You've had a lot more events than I've had, so you know. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's that's questionable. But you know. <laughs> um, but no. So uh, I remember somebody was selling all of these like Hasbro's because my collection's not totally uh, finished. I still have about maybe like eight or nine guys that I I don't have, and and then I have the ones that I want to kind of one day upgrade to kind and like you know I'll sell these because they're in pretty good condition, but I want to upgrade them for complete mint, you know. Um, but I, uh, but I've got. I remember seeing the one, two, three kid, which was one yeah. that I never. I had. It, he was there, mint on card, and I've never. I never owned anybody from that that last uh, series except for Adam Bomb, who I have mint on card, um, and I got him for like. I remember my brother had to convince me to spend like ten dollars to get him at like a trade show, and he's like, dude, he's like, you should get it. I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, this is from like years ago. I don't need it. Uh, but I bought it for 10 bucks and now it's worth like significantly more than that, like hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah. but the one, two, three kid one was like selling for like, they had it there. I want to say like maybe like 150 or something like that. And I'm like, I can't, I can't rationalize dude. It I, is, I, now, I, 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 it, is it is selling for, I might be wrong if I say like 800 or like 600 or something, but it's like, it, it, it's at least like four or five times what, that guy was selling it for and I'm like, Oh, I should have gotten this. But then my wife always goes, well, who cares? You're not going to sell them anyway. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but our kids and grandkids can go, they can sell them for all I care one day, you know, when I'm gone, you know, I'm like, this is an investment in, in our family's future. And she just like looks at me, but, um, yeah. They're like, they're like bonds. Uh, uh -huh. you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're sitting on them, and just uh, I, I, I was going to ask, and I'm sorry I stepped on your toes. No, but, not uh, at all, man. Is that the uh, one where on the cover he has the shaved eyebrows? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's his first action figure, um, which is the cool, the weirdest thing about the figure. The figure is perfect, but it's a recycled body. But it's the first time the body makes any sense. It's the body that was used in the first series in 1990 for Ravishing Rick Rude. And then it was used again later on for Ric Flair. And then it was used again for the 123 Kid. But for the 123 Kid, it's perfect, which shows you how absurd this body was for Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> that it's the perfect body for the 123 Kid. Like, it was so, it was insane. Well, hey. They're all from Minnesota, so they're both from Minnesota. Yeah. So maybe that's the connection. I don't know. Maybe, but, uh, but uh, no. But yeah, on the card uh, was he has his shaved eyebrows from who was it who shaved them off? Do you do you remember? It was. I think it was. I think it was the smoking guns. Smoking guns, right? Because he had put crazy glue or whatever in their hats. No, that was that was his receipt back to them. Oh, really? They shaved off his eyebrows, so then he went and put crazy glue in their cowboy hats. Okay. <laughs> so when they went to take off their hats in the ring. Yeah, but you know they just took all their hair with them. But you that know? was his. Uh, that was yeah, his first uh, promo pictures. He has no eyebrows, and that's what made it onto the uh, onto the card there. But that's so that's one that like I'd want to do. Like at this point, I'd want to do mint on card as many of the ones that I that I don't own in my you know like if I'm gonna buy them like at this point loose versus mint on card. I feel like they're 
the prices are pretty close. Like I'd rather have one that's, that's just brand new. And I, I just can't, I know like Zach, or I guess he, Matt Cardona. Now I know that Matt likes to, uh, it, to let him breathe. As he says, he has to open them up. And sometimes like, I do believe like you have to. So like over my shoulder, I have a, uh, a Peter Venkman, uh, action figure. Let's say it was like from a few years ago and it was supposed to be like a collector's thing. So I kept it mint on card for a while. My brother got it for me. I kept it mint on card. And then I like one day I looked at it and I said like, it, like I could see in the package, there were like all these really cool, like you can't really see it, but like he's got everything like the, um, the trap is attached to him, but can come off and like go in front of him. And you can, he has like the whole proton pack and everything. And I was like, this toy needs to be displayed. Like this needs to actually be displayed with, you know, uh, shooting the beams out of, you know, out of it. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like that has to be the case, but with the Hasbro's, like the Hasbro's oftentimes didn't really have too any deco on the back. Like I remember as a kid getting Brett, the Hitman heart and looking on his, on the back of him and going like, well, where's all his, like where it says Hitman on the back. Well, they just didn't have that. Like, you know, so I don't feel like you're really losing anything by keeping those mint on card. So that's just I don't have the heart to rip those open. I just can't. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's why a lot of guys will buy stuff in like two or threes. Yeah. You know, you have two that keep on card, and then like uh, one like Matt Cardona says, "Let it breathe." Yeah. And stuff like that. So you know, yeah. It's one. Yeah. I I I almost hate taking things out of the package, like you said. Yeah. Like I still got my Roy Halliday in the package, my uh, Reggie White in the package. I have a Reggie White over there, uh, over on the shelf, so I can't get it because I'm all plugged in here. But um, right, you right. said yours was when was yours from? Because mine's well, like an old. Which one? Which one again? The Reggie White. No. You said you thought it's it was a, McFarlane. Yeah. Like I said, I I can't get up either. I'm. Does stuck he in have? Place. Does he have the? Because I mine was like it, the. I want to say tops, but I don't think it was tops. The. You know what? Let me uh, scoot over there. Just uh, I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get mine. No, everybody can. Okay, you, Just, can, uh, you put, can stay put, on while we do this. Put, it, put in some hold music. Hold on. Right, please hold. All right, I'm back. Meanie's not back yet, but uh, I've got my Reggie White right here, number ninety-two. Now you say he came with a helmet. Um, but I don't have that. Let's see if anybody, if we ever put this on, uh, if we ever put this thing on YouTube, you'll be able to see the video and he's got this little like stand. So let's see what it says on the bottom. 1988 NFLP, 1988 NFLPA. So I guess the likeness is owned by the, uh, Specifically, I guess NFLPA. Maybe that's for the Eagles. I don't know. I'll have to look this up. But uh, who made this? I think Meanies is probably going to be much cooler than mine. But these are, dude, for 1988. These are awesome. These are. Look at the the likeness for those of you who can see this on video. But see this Meanie? Yeah, my uh, mine's a McFarlane. Uh, okay, mine is not. Mine's from 1988. I was just talking to the Pod Squad about that. Dude, I might um, steal it. No, I'm just kidding. It's great. And, and somewhere I have, because I know I've seen this line around somewhere, he has a little uh, helmet 
that goes yeah. on too. But these, I can't remember the company that makes them, but it says on the bottom, copyright 1988 NFLP and copyright 1988 NFLPA. Okay. So I guess, so, which I think is interesting that like NFLPA, like it's gotta be, it's gotta be for Pennsylvania or NFLP for Philadelphia or like, Players I'm wondering association if, maybe play. Okay. But then it's NFLP and NFLPA. I'm going to look up what that's all about. By the way, I did look up, uh, speaking of the 80s, um, yeah. the, uh, the, the, let's see, Major League uh, 1989 is when that came out. So I'm pretty okay. sure Mitch Williams got the Wild Thing name okay. from the movie. Hey, um, either way, it's cool because oh, yeah. that 93 team was fucking amazing. I, dude, I, I still got the VHS home video called Whatever It Takes, Dude. And mm-hmm. uh, when Lenny uh, Dykstra was mentally sound maybe i don't know but him and harry Kaus yeah. do the uh voiceover for it and even though they didn't win that that year the fact that they beat the braves mm-hmm. that year in the the national league uh championship series because the braves were a fucking machine yeah uh they had won the national league east like 13 years that you know they had a run a good run of like 13 years dominating the east mm-hmm. and for the phils to be like you know that team, you know, with uh, McGruff and all that, you know, the crime dog and uh, all that stuff. Oh my God. When they won, that was, that was amazing. Amazing. Time. See, to me, the fact that they lost to Toronto, uh, that made me feel like, well, as far as the United States go, we won. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count because this is, this is Canada. Um, here's, here's how much of a fucking Homer I am too, with uh, sports and stuff. I got to work in the Sky Dome mm-hmm. uh, for WWE. Uh, there was a Raw and uh, a house show. Uh, and I went over. I just like stared at the fucking area where that fucking ball went over. And yeah. I was like, motherfucker. And then you, you see a movie like uh, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler yeah. and Frankenstein the Kid. And then uh, what's his name? John Stewart's like. Dude, I should have told you I was the father. It was 93, the series, the fucking Joe Carter home run. My mother. <laughs> what the fuck? And then, and then the, the, the Phillies won the National League that year, and I go move off to train with Allen. I'm wearing my Phillies National League championship <laughs> shirt. And, of course, there's a, a couple fucking Canadians training with us. They're like, uh, didn't they lose that World Series? I'm like, you motherfuckers, yeah, man. Fucking Canadians. Now, who, who, whoever would have thought you know in this day there would be a reason to say fucking Canadians? Yeah, man. right. No, I, uh, love I have Canada. I have I love, the the hat. I love Canada, by the way, I, I love Canada. Oh, so. Canada is amazing, uh, and I actually love Toronto. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, but uh, the I have the hat somewhere. Uh, are you opening another one? Whoa! I'm living dangerously. Yeah. Um, the I have the the Phillies hat somewhere here. I have to find it, but. Uh, no, I actually went for uh, a trip from school in 2001, um, my senior year of high school, which, by the way, I graduated in 93, too. I graduated from elementary school. We had a whole fifth, degree, fifth grade graduation. Cocksucker. Um, I've been holding on to that one for like an hour. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my senior uh, year, uh, 2001, which was 19 years ago, which, you know, 
so I still feel old. Don't worry. But uh, we went to Toronto and we went. We got to walk on out onto the field in the Sky Dome, and I did this. Uh, like I, um, for me, I was looking like WrestleMania six. Like I'm looking right. at that giant jumbotron, that like elongated jumbotron that they had there. Um, right. And I'm just like staring at that, and I'm like looking around. God, that was so big. Like I can't even. When you wrestled there, was it uh, curtained off or was it the full thing? Uh, that was the full thing. Um, okay. I didn't. Not, I didn't not that. I mean, it's still just as high, even if they curtain it off. You know. I didn't wrestle on the Raw there, but I managed Goldust against uh, the Godfather on the house show. Okay. And it, like when they say doing the stadium show where the uh, sound. You know, escapes up. It it truly is. That's a real thing because you see the fans, you know, motioning, making especially especially that time period. Yeah, fans didn't stop. They were insane in that that period. But 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 like being in that big of a venue, really, you you really don't hear the crowd. And and your your it throws off how you're reacting and working and stuff like that, to where I try to acknowledge the crowd whether it's you know just I don't, I don't do the hey cheer for me I do the you know you just look at a crowd and they want to mm-hmm. re- react so you're not hearing them so you're like trying to work almost twice as hard when you really don't have to but uh, dude it was it was cool to actually get to work there and. Uh, and, and see there, you know, you think of everything, you know, like I said, I was thinking of, you know, the, the World Series with the Phillies and then, then you know, again, WrestleMania six and stuff like that. So you tr- you're trying to figure everything out. But it, it was so cool because like the entrance, we came up through the uh, the dugout and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that was kind of cool to come up through a, a Major League Baseball dugout for the yeah. uh, the ring entrance for that. But, uh, man, that place is huge. You know, it's kind of. It's like yeah, oh, the North, no, no. it's a North American Tokyo Dome, I guess you could say. You know, yeah. Like I just uh, I remember just walking with you know my classmates and stuff, and just talking to my friends, and even just standing in the middle of the field and talking. Everything sounded there was no it was like no sound, but like the silence was loud. If that made any yeah. sense, and obviously when yeah. you were there, it was a packed crowd, and there you know there wasn't silence, but um, but it was a weird. It was so open that like you didn't have your voice didn't have, I guess, that natural echo that you're used to hearing from just even a large room. Um, yeah, it was just it was so weird. And I'd actually never at that point in time, I'd never been in. Now I've been in so many different arenas when it's just, you know, the crew or you know talent there before a show before doors open. At that point in time, this is the first time I've ever been in a, a stadium or an arena or anything uh, without fans there you know because this just happened to be a school trip that we were going and touring the place but and i remember when we went uh we went into the locker room area and they had the picture of i guess it was a picture i want to say it was hogan dropping the leg on warrior maybe like right before he missed it or whatever i don't know but and they had that and i took a picture uh in front of that poster so maybe i'll see if i can find that and throw that up on social media but uh yeah, I got to I, I, I got to go through I got to go through my photos. I know I took a photo at the Sky Dome. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got to find I was that. I wish in my career I would have thought to take more photos and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely took a photo of me like at the Sky Dome, like for the house show at least. But just to commemorate, 
mm-hmm. you know, cause you're always, you know, there's you know, so many buildings that are just like milestones. And, you know, he said, I worked the garden, I worked sky dome. I got to work mm-hmm. the cow palace in San Francisco. Uh, and just, you know, just you know, cool shit like that. Yeah. I got, uh, I got to work the New Haven Coliseum where, cause I'm a huge Van Halen mark mm-hmm. and that's where they recorded their uh, legendary live without a net home video. So oh, I'm, wow. uh, I'm walking in there like, this is New Haven, you know, just like <laughs> being, being a total music geek. I was like, Oh, I wonder where like Van Halen set up in here and all that good stuff. And, uh, that's so cool though. Yeah, and well, it's not cool for Mrs. Meany because she grew up there. She never got to go there, so she rubs that in. But uh, yeah. they, they've the uh, they've blown it up since. But uh, yeah, man, it's just I've been very fortunate to to, to go to you know so many different places. If you uh, let's say hypothetically, the WWE decides to bring the Royal Rumble back to Philly, and they decide to do one of the uh, either where the Phillies play or where the Eagles play Um, because like we just saw they were where were they uh, this past year Um, Houston was it Minute Maid is that right yeah 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 I knew it was some kind of citrus yeah so they did that and that was you know um, like a baseball stadium show so would you if 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 they called you up and said, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure the answer would be, yeah, I'd go. But if you if they called you up to be a, a mystery person in the Rumble in Philly, if you had a choice, would you ra- which one would you rather be in, where the Eagles play or where the Phillies play? Where would you uh, rather them do the show? Uh, probably the Phillies, because that's just you know you can save WrestleMania for the football stadiums and mm-hmm. do the the Rumble and the the baseball stadiums kind of thing, but. Uh, I don't know if they would do it here because it'd be January. It'd be fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not seeming likely. But <laughs> freeze, freeze my tits off. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that would be awesome to be there. And I was almost in the Rumble, not the last one that was in Philly, but the one before that. Uh, I, me and Stevie and Joey Styles had hosted ECW on release volume three, mm-hmm. and um, like uh, we're, I was doing so much promo for that. And I reached out to, to a few people. Actually, fucking, uh, I reached out to JBL. I was like, hey, man. Uh, excuse me, I had a little seltzer uh, burp there. Uh, I reached out to uh, seltzer responsibility. Mm-hmm. When you're going to the seltzer, seltzer responsibly, please. Yes. Um, I reached out to JBL. I was like, hey, man. Uh, I just did this project for WWE. Uh, it's about ECW. The Rumble's in Philly. ECW's, you know, Philly's ECW's hometown. And you always have, you know, surprises in the Rumble. What do you think about me as a ECW surprise in the Rumble? And as I'm coming out, they could go, Blue Meanie, host of ECW on release volume three and your local DVD. I mean, it was the perfect storm of things that could have happened. Sure. And um, he was like, you know what? I'll pitch it. And he pitched it and it went around and it came down to, uh, I guess, he, you know, I guess, you know, Bubba was surprised that year. So he didn't really want to say anything mm-hmm. and give away like, you know, not that I would spoil it, but you know, I, once I watched, you know, once I realized I wasn't booked, I was like, all right, I'll sit home and watch. I watched at home. And when Bubba came out, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I'm not, I'm not mad. It's just like, it, but it was cool to know I was down, but it was down to me and Bubba. Mm-hmm. And uh, they picked Bubba, which awesome. 
you know, I still popped. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, that was like my last attempt at being at the rumble. If it comes back to Philly again, maybe we could do something, you know, but, uh, so the only that, problem, the only problem with that story is that I've read online, uh, as recently as yesterday that you and JBL hate each other, <laughs> do not get along. Yeah. Um, you have to, you know, you have a restraining order against him. Uh, you know, it's, no, it's, bro. it's, but, it, but seriously, it, it, you know, I have actually, um, I love when you do bring up the interactions that you and JBL have had in more recent years, because there are people that still, you know, if, if we have like a post out, uh, and someone will just be like, oh man, well, is he going to tell the JBL story? Is he going to, you know, be like, oh, JBL this, JBL that. And it's like, we talked on the first episode, JBL was one of the first people to post on social media congratulating you on starting the podcast and like so i just want to like throw that out there you know people i I think we may have even talked about the story a little bit i know we talked about a little bit on on the ropes uh on fight tv cheap plug there when you were my guest on there um but it's just such a a, uh it's so weird that that's still like a thing like it's it's not minimizing what happened in the situation but like Dude, like a lot has happened in wrestling and in your career and in JBL's career. I don't know why fans are still like hanging on to that. You guys have been seen so many times, you know, uh, interacting in a positive manner. You both have cleared the air about this. I don't, he, I don't know. I don't get it. He had me on his YouTube show. Yeah. Where, like I don't understand why people are still like he had a YouTube show for, uh, uh, WWE and like, well, I showed up at a random SmackDown. You know, of course, I asked for permission. So <laughs> anybody out there, just don't show up. But, you know, I went through the proper channels and came by a WWE show just to say hi. And he's like, hey, you want to be on my uh, YouTube show? And I did something with Heath Slater. And, uh, oh, is this the JBL and Cole show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did something on there. And uh, just like a little run-in, you know. Yeah. And then... Uh, like you said, he was the first person to retweet that we're doing this podcast. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 it boils down to this. People always like anytime there's like a major story, people remember the initial headline. They don't mm-hmm. ever read the retraction that happens right. down the line where they can, you know, say something about a guy and it's a big headline, and then the newspaper writes a retraction. They hide it on like small, smallest print. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we kind of fucked up. <laughs> but uh, the headline was me and JBL had this fight on a pay per view. Okay, uh, we didn't get along, and we made up. And it's amazing what happens when two human beings talk out an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, we had this issue; it was underlying, whatever. The shit happened. And then we got in a room and we talked about it and it was like a lot of cleansing that mm-hmm. happened. Now other people have beefs with him, whatever that's between him and them. But between me and John, uh, JBL, we talked our shit out and it was just like, huh? And it's just like, if we had done that, maybe when I was in the WWE at the time, I, w- I wish I would have had pre- like we talk about time travel. I wish I could put my 47 year old brain in that younger body to where I could have just, you know, maybe said, Hey man, what's up? Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I let shit fester inside me and boil up to a point where I probably could have taken, you know, it took in the better route. Like, I mean, what he did, 
you know, all the stuff we went through sucked. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was crazy times. Pre- well, pressure, that's... Pre- pressure, you know, there's a lot of pressure when you work in WWE. Mm-hmm. So pressure and then, you know, friction are a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and that's something that we talked about last week was like being able to take a look in the mirror and, and, you know, apologize and change and grow as a person. So yeah, like you said, he's got a lot of issues with other people. I have never met JBL personally. Uh, I'd like to one day, uh, I, you know, I've, I've never met him. He has never done anything to me. So I try to judge people based on how they treat me. Um, cause you know, there's always three sides to every story, you know, but, yeah. uh, but yeah. as far as this goes, I like to believe that, you know, he, you know, everyone was able to kind of look in the mirror and say, okay, what did I do? What did you do? What did that? And moved on from it. So that's right. So hopefully fans will stop. Otherwise might maybe bringing this up. Now fans are just going to tweet nonstop about it. So, you know, dude, I, it's, I got to laugh at it now. I just laugh. Like somebody mentioned me in the tweet and then like some jerk off post a meme thinking that it's going to hurt my feelings. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they, Somebody says something about Blue Mini in the comments. You know, there's a, a GIF or GIF, however you pronounce it. It's yeah, up to I you. Uh, I, I think it's, I used to think it was GIF, I think, or I used to think it was GIF, and now I think it's GIF, but I, I don't know. I don't really care. I, I say GIF <laughs> because the first word in GIF is graphic, so it's not graphic, yeah. but I don't know. We're getting off on a tangent. Um, but like, I'll, I'll say something, or somebody will post a, post a photo of JBL, like, I'm supposed to go, oh. Oh, you hurt my feelings, yeah. dude. You're the idiot because for the last since 2005, 15 years ago, we've 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 squashed the fucking beef. You know, not and, not to mention, if I can just say on your behalf, I mean, you took a shot from JBL. You were still standing like a badass. I'm pretty sure these people making their comments wouldn't have fared too well taking a shot from JBL. So I don't really know what, like, I mean, this is also, you know, I say it's not ballet. It's not excusing what happened, but like, dude, it's like, how many times has someone, you know, this, this has happened a lot again, not minimizing it, but this happens to people a lot, like in this business, like, you know, and someone will get a receipt or someone will work it out backstage or it is what it is. People just want to, they want to be in the know. They want to feel like they're a part of it. And, I don't know. I, I'll even go this far. Um, me and JBL, uh, they brought me in for that SmackDown. That was a SmackDown Raw super show. They were mm-hmm. filming both shows same same night. And uh, I worked JBL that night, which is on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, and WWE Network. Which, uh, But if you watch the YouTube version, you know, there's the chair shot Stevie gave. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a total fucking accident. And it was a potato and JBL was gracious enough. They said, Hey man, shit happens. But then JBL went and told me, Hey man, just go online and say it was a receipt. You know, <laughs> say, 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 say it was a receipt, you know, I was like, all right. And here's another thing. A lot of people know, and I'm not mentioning names. Seltzer burps. Um, wow. That was a, that was audible. There was somebody behind the scenes that was going to try to use that chair shot as leverage to get Stevie fired and they called JBL and said, Hey, you okay? And John JBL was like, dude, I'm fine. 
Are you sure you're okay? Mm. Yes, I'm fine. And somebody was going to use that as leverage to, you know, get Stevie fired. And JBL stuck up for Stevie and freaking Hollywood Nova. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 that fucking cat. I've been wa- I've been waiting for that heel turn <laughs> on, yeah, on fucking, Stevie. Fucking Bucci being a fucking Cowboys <laughs> fan. And me and Stevie are two Eagles fan. Yeah. The BWO. Yeah, that'll be our you know, I was just joking, but now that you're saying this, there's starting to be some real uh That'll be our true Hollywood story. And then, <laughs> it, and then they find out Nova was a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Son of a bitch. He was a Cowboys fan. JBL wears a Cowboys hat from Texas. So basically what we're saying is Nova actually set up the entire JBL attack at the pay-per-view. Nova, Nova paid him going back in time. Wait a minute. But now JBL is part of the APA where you could pay him to go beat somebody up. I, this is all making sense. So basically what we've just found out is that Nova has been behind all of this. He is the mastermind yeah. behind all of this. Um Internet yeah. run with this. I think we've cracked that cold case. I uh, think we did. It's all. Is, uh, is, is Robert Stack still alive? So we can uh, uh, <laughs> do the. Whatever that fucking show was. We have uh, a. No, but we've cracked the case here. Um, I'm Robert Stack. <laughs> but yeah, so. Okay, so good. So that's, yeah, that's uh, good to know. But yeah, no, I'm, obviously I'm joking. I know. Dude. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, other people don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just like the thing happened, and people have done their top ten list of real-life fights and videos of this and videos of that. Dude, we're good. So uh, maybe uh, one day, you know, like I said, we're trying to get our uh, YouTube up to 500. 500, and then we'll do a web-exclusive show. If we got to a thousand, that means we could start live streaming. Yes. So um, we'd like it, to do that. Um, I'll, oh. I'll, I have, I have no problem reaching out to John JBL and saying, "Hey, man, you want to come on and let's talk." And and people, we'll, we'll have a video where we talk and get along, and people still won't get yep. it. Yeah. Nah, it's, that's a that's a work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're getting along there. That's a work. Uh, yeah. yeah. The one person every, who, every, I, yeah, anyone's invited. So. Anyone's invited except for uh, except for Nova. Um, because that son of a bitch. <laughs> Can I do a wrestling PSA right now? Yes. Uh, for all the people who cry, everything's a work, or they see some. It's like the rest. The wrestling, it's a work. People are like the real world uh, conspiracy theorists to go f- yell false flag. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. In one world, people say, "Oh, that's a false flag operation." And other people, "Oh, that's a work." Think of if something was a work. For something to be a work, there has to be a somebody has to benefit from that work, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or should at least should uh, yeah. there should be some kind of risk reward to the work. So just think that's uh, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, when I have my matches, I think of the finish first, and I work my way back to the start of the match. For something to be a work go who benefited you know everybody goes oh the montreal screw job that was such a work you go oh well shit what's the benefit now, i'm not uh, dude, like we i'm not going down that rabbit hole but you know <laughs> the the perfect conspiracy theory is vince becomes a top heel brad leaves looking like a strong face makes some money 
from WCW makes some money comes back. Yeah. Right. And there's the, there's if, the play. If, if it was a work, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying it was. And I know, you know, I talked to people, you know, I was there. I have new friends who were there. They're like, yeah, man, there's like a weird energy in the air that night, but that's neat. Maybe we'll do a whole show about that or whatever, yeah, but that'd, be, I'm that'd saying, be fun to talk about. So if you're going to cry false flag and you're going to cross, or if you're going to crawl, call cry, Oh, it's work. Just let's think of what the uh, the benefit right. of the work is. So that's my PSA. Yeah, well, the said. more the, the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah. So at this point, I'd probably like jump in and say, "Hey, let's do an Ask Meanie Anything." But we have been building up our Ask Meanie Anything questions um, because tomorrow. So actually two days ago, as you're hearing this on a Monday, on a Saturday, Meanie and I will be getting together and we will be recording a special uh, AMA, Ask Meanie Anything, where we just go through a bunch of questions. And the reason for that, as I mentioned in the past, is uh, my we are now less than two weeks till the due date for, uh, for my third child, my second son, um, and literally, yeah, literally at any moment... Uh, I could be getting my wife yelling to me from another room. It's time to go. And uh, as it stands right now, when I go to the hospital with her, I am allowed in with her, but I'm not allowed to leave until <laughs> until we go home. I'm not allowed to leave and come back um, right. quarantined in there. So depending on when this happens, uh, Meanie and I, it, that could affect Meanie and my capabilities of, of uh, you know, putting together a podcast. And we don't want to leave you hanging, so uh, we are going to record this and kind of just keep it uh, in our back pocket in case we need to throw it in there. And uh, probably, you know, if everything goes as planned, we'll probably have that in uh, in two weeks. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do that. So um, I, I guess, I mean, maybe we could dive in and do one Ask Meanie. For this episode, I think we could sure, do that, right? Sure, we could do, do that and uh, take it home. That could be yeah. our take home. Our, that could be our go home. Uh, we'll uh, throw a little uh, meaning, uh, ask me anything. Oh, my poor brains. Oh, my God. What's, I, what's I, happening, man? Are you all I, right? I, my, my mouth was going and just nothing was coming out. I was like, I, I felt like Wiley, Wiley Coyote running off oh, the cliff man. and his feet are still going. But yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, scroll through the mentions there. See what All we right. got. Here's here's a good one uh, from Ivan Rivers at the Fallen Ivan. Um, poor Ivan. I hope you can get up. Uh, this question is: What's the most iconic finisher you've ever taken? Ooh, uh, dude! I was supposed to take Snook a Splash one time. I got jobbed out of that, and I was so pissed. Mm. Um, I would probably have to say, man, it would have to be, um, McFoley's mandible claw. Probably. I, I, I've, I've tasted Mr. Sacco mm. on a house. <laughs> uh, salty. Uh, cause he keeps in his tights and yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I, people I'm are always sure. like, well, at least it's not on his foot. And it's like, do you know where he's pulling that thing from? And I don't know if he manscapes, so... Uh, <laughs> I've, <laughs> last, uh, last time I saw I saw Mick's beard, when I saw him, I guess I was out in Vegas, 
it, there was a lot of beard going on there. So I, I don't, yeah. uh, I can only imagine his, uh, his Mr. Sacco. Yeah. Mr. Cocko. Mm. Uh, as you, as you take, <laughs> I was <laughs> timing up for you to. <laughs> you almost got a spit take there. Almost made you mood a miss. <laughs> Um, yeah. Mr. Kako, that that's a shirt, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, 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 he can he can keep that one. Uh, I don't want to oh, bring on this game. <laughs> but that was in uh, Cincinnati because uh, I think that was one of the few times I worked with Mick. In I mean, I've done promos with Mick in WWE, uh, mm. but I think as far as in ring, that might have been the only time I kind of interacted with Mick in WWE in the ring and in front of crowds. It was a house show in Cincinnati, I want to say. Where he uh, gave me the mandible claw, and then he also might have given me the uh, double double underhook DDT mm-hmm. that he does, which was smooth as silk. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, that that's it. That would be it. I wish I could have taken a stunner because I would have just sold it rid- ridiculously. Yeah, I, I wish I could have taken Jake's DDT. Uh, unfortunately, what, I haven't. What were uh, some of your favorite? stunners do you have a favorite like anyone who took it people are always the rock is has always been you either love the way the rock took the stunner or you hate the way the rock took the stunner that that was pretty much a competition between the rock and d'lo you know was it really i think d'lo and the rock had this because they were tight and Mm -hmm. i think they were having this competition of like who could take the most (laughs) outlandish stunner but uh the best stunner i've ever seen with scott hall scott hall yeah there's did you like, ever see do you ever see the the video of it uh that somebody edited where he goes austin stuns with, yeah he goes out into space it's fantastic oh my god so, that's 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 why i love the internet mm-hmm. stuff like that you know but uh yeah that yeah, he did the triple stunner right there you know and yeah. then you know, oh my god scott hall and scott hall's amazing anyway yeah. Amazing worker. He's uh, Scott Hall is always about making the other guy look great and shit like that, you know. But uh, yeah, that, that that's a Hall of Fame stunner right there. But like D'Lo and Rock were always having that, you know. Anything you could do, I could do better. Mm-hmm. Kind of moment with you know selling the stunner. But yeah, the Rock, the Rock did pretty good too. You know, I got you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I could have taken one. Thinking of Scott Hall. Um, you know, we talked last week, and uh, and thank you to WrestleZone for covering, uh, doing a little nice nice little recap of uh, Mind of the Meanie episode 10.1. I um, uh, appreciate that. But one of the things that they were covering was what we talked about with AEW and how they're using legends as yeah. managers. Um, Scott Hall is a guy that, like, you know, and I know there's always been talk about, you know, his personal habits and all, though, hoping, last I heard, he's doing great. Um, I hope that's the case, but he's a guy that really stands out to me who could be a really good modern day manager. When we talk oh, about the, the wrestlers who have become managers, um, he, he could be a good mouthpiece for somebody. Um, I mean, we've been seeing now, like I love that Taz is with uh, Brian Cage in AEW. Um, oh, I'm a, absolutely. I, I'm such yeah. a huge I was a huge fan of Taz in the ring. Loved him on commentary. Uh, big fan of him in person. He's always been so awesome to me. Um, but seeing him on there and just hearing him with the, uh, you know, beat him if you can survive if he lets you. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just like, this is a man who's just, he is, that is, is giving someone the rub. That is using yeah. who you are to elevate this, this other guy. And same way Jake is doing that with Lance Archer and, you know, not to repeat what we said last week, but no, it's all very Scott, smart. Yeah. But Scott Hall is a guy that, you know, I would love to see, I would love to see him take somebody under his wing, like on television and, and do that. Uh, because I yeah. just, I feel like he's got more, he's got so much more to offer. He's one of those guys, you know, Raven is someone we had talked about. Like, and it's so funny because Raven, when I, I remembered him as Scotty Flamingo. And then I remember, like I had seen some Scotty Flamingo and then really my biggest exposure to him was then when he became Johnny Polo. Yeah. You know, that was the first real big exposure. And like, you look back at that and you go, it's so interesting that Raven, who has such a great mind for this business, as we've talked about on the show so many times, Raven was a manager in yeah. the, in the WWF and, you know, managing the Quebecers and, and, you know, uh, he's a guy that I just think, you know, could have, if done, if done right, he really could have like a, you know, his flock where he's just the manager. He's just the mouthpiece. Um, yeah. And they teased him in AEW. He was sitting in the crowd. I don't know if you, if you remember that he was sitting in the crowd. Oh, was I, like a, I, I was saying he should have been the, uh, was it the exalted one? The exalted one. And I think they were using him as like a tease. Either that or the man just bought himself a ticket and sat down and, and nobody knew. Well, I think uh, it was in his, I, well, he lives in Georgia, so it was in his hometown. So yeah. probably just stopped him by. But yeah, but I mean, but a great way to make people start thinking. But the feedback that I saw on that and that I felt was just like, yeah, absolutely. Bring him in for some role like that. So, yeah, there, there's so much, so much meat on the bone of that topic of conversation. But, uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, we're going to keep it to just one Ask Meanie because we want to keep, we've got some great questions coming up and we're going to, you and I will be sitting down tomorrow to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Meanie, anything else that you want to say? This has been, this has been a fun episode. Kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, at this point, no idea what we talked about. Um, <laughs> Same here. Like I said, I have my notes. And like I don't think I, I don't think we've touched on anything in my notes. Let me look. At, let me see what I got here. Yeah, let's touch on something. We still got a little bit of time. We haven't hit the uh, two and a half hour mark yet. Let's. Uh... Yeah, well, you know, speaking of another uh, another friend, let me give a shout out. Uh, my boy Danny Bland. Like I said earlier, he was on uh, on a podcast earlier. Uh, I, earlier in this episode, I said he was on a podcast, and the it just escapes my mind who it was. But uh, my boy Danny Bland, uh, he's an author. And he's also a tour manager for like, you know, guys like Dave Alvin, MC 50, which is uh, Wayne Kramer's uh, tribute to MC five, stuff like that. But he also writes, he's a great author. Uh, he does books of haikus. I almost said haku, but haikus, <laughs> uh, great author. If you get a chance to go out, buy his books and stuff like that. But he, uh, with the quarantine, he's done something really special. Uh, and I think I approached you about this before mm -hmm. because, uh, he has a book called in case we die tonight and, uh, really good book. I have it. It's on my shelf behind me. I don't know if the camera picks it up, but, uh, uh, Danny Bland's in case we die tonight. He also did a, an audio version of that book and, um, his audio, uh, his audio book is pretty special, uh, pretty fucking cool. I was trying not to swear, but fuck it. Um, if you go to Spotify, uh, look up Danny Bland, in case we die tonight, he is putting his audiobook on Spotify for free. 
free of charge. That's and awesome. uh, what's cool about his book, it's it's his stories that he's written, but he has a lot of guest uh, readers. So um, you know, just some of the name Dave Alvin, uh, a credible, a credible guitar player, Greg Dully from the Afghan Wigs. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Amy Mann from Till Tuesday, Wayne Kramer uh, from the MC5, and Lee Ving from the band called Fear. Uh, they all read a chapter in his book. That's so and, cool. And uh, it's up on Spotify free of charge. So after you're done, you know, let's listen to me, uh, Mind and the Meanie. Uh, if you want to listen to uh, some great, you know, stories, you know, uh, go look up. Danny Bland, the audiobook, In Case We Die Tonight on Spotify, free of charge. And uh, I put I, I say this because uh, during the week, uh, you know, uh, when uh, I, I wrote my story about my landlord and stuff like that, Danny was like one of the first people to reach out. Are you good? I was like, hey, man, I'm good. And, uh, you know. It really touched me, and I realized he's doing something cool for people by putting his audio book out there for free mm-hmm. to help entertain. And like, if on his uh, social, go to his social media page, Danny Bland. Uh, some parts he's Danny Bland, some parts he's Mr. Danny Bland. And every night he'll do a Danny Bland reads to your children, and he'll <laughs> read like he'll read like a passage from a random book, and oh, wow. uh, it's really cool. He's got a great voice, so. Uh, and he does really good stuff, man. He, he's, he's, he's a salt of the earth type person. Uh, somebody I love. Um, uh, and, uh, we became friends through our mutual love of, uh, Damian Eccles from the West Memphis three. If you, I don't know if you know that story. No, uh, HBO it's on, uh, HBO, the HBO did had a trilogy of, uh, documentaries called paradise Lost about three guys from West Memphis, Arkansas that were, in my opinion, falsely accused of murdering three kids. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically a witch hunt. But uh, while this was going on, while that happened and it was coming out on HBO, there was a, uh, a movement called Free the West Memphis Three. And uh, I had been campaigning, sharing information on my, I mean, there was no social media back then, but on my website and on message boards, Free, we- free the West Memphis Three, which would be free wm3 and a lot of people thought i was saying free wrestlemania 3 which is funny <laughs> and i've gone on to become friends with damien eccles and i tell him that story and, it, and he got a good laugh out That's of it funny. but uh uh thank you know through the power of social media i became i, I was a follower of damien eccles on twitter and i would see his and his uh back and forth with danny bland where they're just like doing the dirty dozens on each other, just ripping each other to shreds and it's fucking hysterical. And I popped in with like a comment, like this is like the best thing ever. And then I became friends with Danny through that. And then uh, turns out Danny's a big wrestling fan and he uh, paid me the highest compliment to say I was his daughter's favorite wrestler. Wow. So, uh, and like I said, I'm the Barney, the dinosaur of pro wrestling, yeah. you know, Hey, Hey boys and girls, you know, but, uh, I'm not Smoochie, I'm Barney. But uh, you're, you know, you're you're my daughter's favorite wrestler. Uh, maybe tied with uh, Dana Brooke because she saw her on the TV once and said, "Oh, who's that? She looks like Elsa from Frozen." That's awesome. So, 
And you yeah. just remi- you just reminded me, Danny Danny was on the Dana Gould pod- podcast, who's a really funny comedian, and uh, he was telling some because uh, Danny does tours for band- like bands. He was doing the uh, this outlaw country tour. He was a uh, road manager for, and he was on a cruise ship as like the world was crumbling down. Yeah, you know, oh, like those. All- so he's like he was been trying to. Imagine like a tidal wave coming at you and you're running, you're looking over your shoulder. So he's yeah. out, he's outrun this COVID thing, you know, where like he, he got home safe and sound and he doesn't, he didn't get it. But like he's on this one cruise and like they start quarantining people on the ship and crazy and they had to cancel certain spots and along the cruise and shit like that. And if you get, if you go search out the Dana Gould podcast with Danny Bland on it, it's like. He was telling Dana Gould this story over the phone. He's like, no, stop talking. We're going to put this on the podcast right now. <laughs> I, I should probably get Danny on here once we uh, start having guest co-hosts, as I yeah, should say. I think that would be but, fun uh, to do. Entertaining guy, great writer. Uh, uh, he writes great ha- haikus, not hakus. Great uh, mangs. Yeah, great mangs. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, go to Spotify, look up Danny Bland, In Case We Die Tonight, and listen to this all-star cast read his book, man. It's fascinating. It's it's really cool. It's really, 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 really cool. Yeah, and also, if we could get the hashtag free WrestleMania 3, because it, from what I understand, WrestleMania 3 is still, uh, it still isn't free, and, uh, and that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're holding it for $9.99. $9.99, yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely check that out on Spotify. Um, big, I'm a big fan of audiobooks. Uh, it's definitely how I like to read. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's really cool that he's doing that, putting that out there for free. Um, just to give, you know, like what we've been trying to do, just give entertainment during this time. Yeah, that's um, the problem. I reached out to you because he said he was trying to figure out how to put his book out there for free of charge. Mm-hmm just entertain people and then uh i guess he found the deal through spotify so which is awesome uh, yeah that's so cool free of charge that's awesome um hey here's something that's not free of charge uh let's talk about our merch a little bit before we go yeah we'll remind man. everybody about it um and i think that's pretty I, I think we're being forthcoming when we say it's not free of charge uh but every every penny goes to bettering this podcast uh we really, really appreciate it, and we hope that we are providing you with uh, shirts that you will enjoy wearing. People seem to be loving that. We've got our Pod Squad members out there wearing that Pod Squad shirt. Uh, Meanie Burger is out there. Uh, what else do we have? Baby in a beanbag chair. Uh, we've got so many shirts. Sip of coffee to po- take a sip for the apocalypse. Yes, that's know. it. That's I love that one. Uh, of course, the Hal Haney Mind of the Meanie logo tee. Uh, oh, the newest one, the uh, OWD. You want to go take a look in the mirror and, uh, and you, represent you went the to, BWO. If you want to take a photo of yourself in the mirror and the shirt's always been backwards, now it's forwards. Yes. and uh, <laughs> Except for the part that says at mind of the meanie because now that's backwards. But, you know. If, if you want to feel like an ambulance, uh, <laughs> just get the OWD shirt and uh, you can take, you know, gladly take your photos with the uh, the OWD shirt. Yeah, so. no, we would love to see that. Uh, Shout out to Hal Haney, great artist. Uh, so many, you know, one of the, uh, another person who reached out to me this week to see if I was okay. Uh, love Hal Haney, love his artwork, and uh, 
Yeah, well, uh, shout out to uh, Brad Lancello, who's uh, been over there on my ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, sure, he did the uh, Blue Meanie traditional tattoo shirt. Yes. Uh, he's he's doing he's he's doing a lot of great stuff. We're so blessed to know so many talented people to uh, who provide art for us. I, and- I love that it makes it it makes me look talented by association. <laughs> I, can ju- I can just go, hey, we need something done. I'll call this guy. I'll call that guy. And, you you know. We're, we're definitely going to get a, a, a rub from, uh, you know, Fred and Hal. Uh, yes. Fred's, Fred, Fred's a great guy. Uh, you know, great artist, great tattoo artist, uh, great graphic artist. And, uh, like, him and Hal, uh, you know, uh, you know, do do great, great art. And they're great people and yeah. stuff like that. A, so, lot, a uh, lot of talent between the two of them. Um, and we appreciate them loaning that talent to uh, to Mind of the Meanie and to the Blue Meanie. And that you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com, as Meanie said. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie and ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. It's where you'll find uh, some Mind of the Meanie merchandise and where you'll find some Blue Meanie and BWO merchandise. Uh, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff. We have some fun things over there. And of course, So Says Chernoff.com will have even more stuff like any of the mugs that I was talking about in this episode can all be purchased at So Says Chernoff.com. Uh, and finally, Collar and Elbow is the wrestling brand. So you can get all of their shirts over at Collar and Elbow Brand.com using the promo code Nini to save 10%. They've just got constantly churning out some great uh, great merchandise over there, uh, and that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to come up with some really cool stuff uh, that we think you, you the fans, are gonna like. Uh, you know, if if you're kind enough to support us by wearing something, uh, we want to make sure that it's something that you're proud to wear, something that's kind of cool, um, and uh, something that doesn't hey, make you ashamed to to be a wrestling hey, fan. You, you feel like you're part of the club, you know, and then exactly. you see each other out in the wild and. You're like, ah, I get it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> when, when we're all allowed to be out in the wild again, there's going to be convention, and nothing would bring uh, uh, more joy to my heart than to see somebody wearing a, a Pod Squad shirt and someone wearing like a, a mini burger shirt, and to have the two of them acknowledge each other. Uh, that would just make me feel. I'd, I'd be like a, like a proud parent just looking at that, just going, man, look at that. Look at how we're bringing people together. And, and speaking of a great artist, uh, uh, go, hop back over to, you know, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Uh And talking about amazing artists, my boy Howie Noel, uh, who's a, also a great, you know, personal friend. Uh, he's got a, he's got, he's did a design for me, the Blue Meanie Fight shirt, which is a lot like, you know, you see the Mike Tyson shirt or you know, the Andre the Giant shirt where, or like, the Muhammad Ali shirt. Where it says, you know, the rest, you know, the person. I, I always wanted to get one one of those done, and uh, Howie Noel uh, reached out to me. He's got a, a, an amazing uh, cartoon called Terra Normal. Look that up. Uh, he did the uh, the Blue Meanie fight shirt, which is uh, Blue Meanie, uh, I mean, at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. And uh, I would punch myself in the face if I didn't, you know, put over another great artist such as, you know, Howie Noel, because, you know, we got Howie, we got Fred. You know, and we got Hal, you know, so many great artists who work with us or wrestling fans and uh, great people all around. And uh, speaking of of more great artists, uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, created this great (laughs) painting, the Mona Lisa. I recently found out that there are people who believe that the Mona Lisa is actually 
a self-portrait of him as a woman. Fun I, fact: I, I read that the other day. Never so. know. Never, you never know. But uh, you don't yeah. Know. Uh, and back to- <laughs> but in all seriousness, no, there are some amazing artists that have done some awesome things for uh, your shirts and, and for our shirts. And uh, yeah, not not to minimize them. They are they're amazing. And, uh, you know, amazing people at over at Collar and Elbow, you know, Rod Hicks and uh, Al Snow are doing an amazing job over there. They just raised a well, them and, you know, Presentees raised uh, a staggering amount of money for the, the families of Shad Gaspard. Uh, if you go over there, buy a Shad Gaspard shirt. Don't use a promo code. Do not code. use the promo code. Yep. Do not use the promo code. Please let the family get all that uh, business. Uh, but you know, uh, Rod Hicks, Al Snow, great people, uh, they're family to me. Again, they reached out to me during the week to see if I was okay. Uh, and again, I feel guilty that like I wrote this, it's this thing I wanted to be inspiring and they're like, Hey man, you okay? But, uh, <laughs> great people, man. I love, I love everybody that we're associated with. Uh, we're trying to build a community here and, uh, they're, they're in my inner circle of, uh, friends as are you. So. And if we can do, uh, if we can, you know, bring anybody along for like a little segment, kind of give them the rub and then they get a spin off of their own show and then they, uh, and then they, they big dog us, uh, you know, and don't even show up on our yeah. show after, uh, after they've become a huge star. Um, no, I'm talking about, uh, uh, Mrs. Meany. If you, if you haven't yet, we mentioned in the beginning, please go over to youtube.com slash mind of the meanie and check out the first episode of Mrs. Meanie run in. Um, so cool. So well done. Uh, Mrs. Meanie is hilarious. Um, I know she's like a brother to the blue meanie, uh, as he had, as he had mentioned last week. And, uh, uh, she is just, uh, really talented with the stuff that she does. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out on our YouTube and, uh, subscribe to our YouTube as well. Um, and hit that little, uh, bell thing. So yeah, which, which, which she was smart enough to, uh, smarten us up. <laughs> yeah. We, we never said it before. And then she yeah. told us what to do. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, really, I, I, I can't stress enough. Go check that out. People, the reviews on that have just been awesome. Uh, people are really enjoying it. It's only 10 minutes too. I know yeah. you might have fear and say, oh no, is she, is, is it a three hour video, uh, like mind of the meanie, but no, th- this is, it's 10 minutes and it flies by and it's hilarious. And there are a couple of like different segments in it. Uh, her own theme song, which we've kind of done on the show. Did, did we do that on the show or was that off air? I don't remember. Uh, that was off air. It was off air. Okay. Well, you got to check it out. Uh, it's so cool. Um, and then of course, uh, we've got more stuff coming, subscribe and we've got more stuff, uh, coming to the YouTube channel. We're working on some really cool, really cool things kind of outside the box. There's a couple of cool things that we can't talk about yet that I'm excited about that will, uh, greatly increase the uh, quality of our show. Yes. Uh, and the quality of our YouTube because yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, our YouTube is just, it's the Mrs. Meanie run in and another place to hear these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to have a community, uh, where it's us. And then like you have a a satellite show, Mm -hmm. you know, which is a a branch of of the mind and the Meanie, which is Mrs. Mrs. Meanie run in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, dude, I, 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 she's kind of started working on the next one. Uh, we're trying to figure out, you know, you know, 
the how's the when's what's where's uh, mm-hmm. should it be random should it be once a week should it be every two weeks or should it just be like th- the sh- should I think be it like should be show. random I, I think it should be whenever yeah whenever it, it strikes her if she wants to make two of them in a week and then take three weeks off whatever like I think she should do whenever you know you can't you can't rush art you know no. like uh. I think she uh, and we want to also keep it fun and I know that that's something that sometimes in the past I've worked on stuff not this show because this show is a blast but in the past I've worked on stuff where it becomes like a job and like a chore and you don't really want to do it um, and it's too good for it to be that so when she's feeling you know that inspiration man she should do that knock it out of the park and people are waiting always leave them wanting more you know yeah. um but yeah, it's uh, unlike the mind of the meanie where we don't leave you wanting more. We give you three and a half to five hours of uh, content and uh, where we, br- we, we have our go home spot six or seven times. And then yeah. the yeah, false finish. Like, and then it's like, we're like that guy who doesn't know when to fucking hang up the phone where you're like giving them the soft yep. landing. You're like, okay, all right. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Okay. Huh? Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, we were doing our merch and we just started talking about random things during our merch. I don't even know where to put the music and where to end the music for our, uh, our merch thing. So we're just, you know, Hey, we're just having fun. But Meanie, do you have, uh, anything else that you would like to share? Anything else we can talk about, uh, as we close this episode up? If I can have my, uh, Jerry Springer moment of, uh, Final thoughts uh, or whatever. Yeah, final thoughts. Uh, we're, we're in crazy times. We're in crazy situations. Uh, tensions are high. And I see a lot of people on social media, you know, stressed. And, you know, I've seen people arguing with their friends about shit that probably they wouldn't normally argue with if uh, there was cooler heads and it wasn't this pressure of where am I going to get my next paycheck or where am I going to get my next meal from? And stuff like that. And sometimes that boils over into social media and stuff like that. And I see just people who I love and respect just going going in on people and stuff like that. And it's very unfortunate. But uh, just remember, it's going to get better. Uh, this is crazy times, crazy situations, uh, especially with a lot of the social unrest, which is a topic on it to its own uh, to itself that. I'm not qualified to speak on because I've never walked in another man's shoes. I can only speak from my own experience, but I see you, I feel you. And, uh, I sympathize with those being affected. Uh, and I, 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 you know, it's a crazy world we live in, but, uh, I see you all. I love you all. And, uh, man, I would just wish, I wish nothing but the best of uh, health, happiness, and uh, safety. Let's get through this, and let's get on to uh, a time where we can all get together and uh, embrace the new world. And hopefully that world's a little bit more peaceful and healthy. So that's my my meanie moment. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can't second that enough. Um, man, just a little empathy goes a long way. But, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, so that's it for us. Um, man, get make this world better so we can just have 100% just crazy talk and not, you know, not feel like we need to share anything too serious. Um, yeah. We, you know, we thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in again uh, to another episode of Mind of the Meanie. 
Um, again, make sure that you follow us on social media at Mind of the Media across the board. Uh, while you're at it, follow us as individuals, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. He can be found at Blue Meanie BWO. I'm at Sosa Chernoff, uh, all across the board. Don't forget to visit mindofthemeanie.com for all of our great new shirts. Uh, that takes you right to prowrestlingtees.com slash mindofthemeanie. And of course, prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie and Color and Elbow Brand. Dot com promo code meanie thank you to our sponsor manscape.com promo code meanie 20% off uh, and free shipping for the blue meanie I'm Josh Chernoff join us again next Monday for another trip into the mind of the meanie blue, 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 blue world order the world of MLW radio never stops 